Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman, can't you tell, man? Gonna post a- What up? Fran, you walked in here looking like <laughs> Kirk G.D. Franklin, man. Talk to me. What is going on? What is the purpose of this? Uh, these these uh, slacks and yeah, these man. leather shoes you have on. Yeah. You're looking quite fancy. Thank you. What is the occasion? We man? went to go look at um, some some wedding uh, venues. Oh, some venues. Yes. Oh, congratulations to that one time again. Yeah. Uh, what is that process like? Uh, to be quite honest with you, man, I was just there. She's <laughs> just I'm like, not, yeah, okay, yep. well, that's cool. Is that cool? Yes, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> just that's I, I was just a yes man. Well, what that's is the thing? It. What is the thing of the wedding that like you are looking forward to? Like, oh, I'm all in on this. The cake, um, our entrance. Oh, is there going to be an entrance? I got some plan. <laughs> keeping that close to the vest, or you, um, you got something planned? Not just walking in. No. And, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, walking. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's going to okay. be. Can I? Do I want to say it? I don't. I'm not. I don't don't, know don't if, feel obligated to spill. I want to tell you. Yeah. I'll just tell you. Okay. I don't think anybody. I'll just tell you. So what um, is who? What? what what's your concern? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, the spot we were looking at has a the dock. Okay. So I think I'm gonna rent a boat. Whoa! <laughs> wow! I was not expecting you to yeah. say that. You're we, gonna rent a boat and then pull boat. up to the dock on the boat. Yes. That's the groomsmen. We're gonna we're gonna come in on the. That's pretty baller, man. <laughs> coming, on, coming on the boat. Yes, that's not. That's pretty baller, man. Yeah, I you know we. I don't know who you're. I don't know who all, all the grooms, groomsmen are. Yeah, but do they know how to swim? I don't know. I know how to swim. I don't. So okay, well, <laughs> I'm one of them that don't know how to swim. <laughs> but but it's worth it for the baller. That's very. Yes. That's like P Diddy and Mace '97 type. Of I think stuff. It's, I. I don't know what the process of renting a boat. How does that go? Um, but you know, it depends on what kind out. of boat you want. I'm gonna figure it out. You know, if you want like a nice boat for, I don't know, sounds like a thirty-minute kind of thing. Yeah, you can swing that. Probably. Yeah. No, that's pretty baller, man. Yeah. Uh, but like DJ cakes, you know, all that type of stuff. I hear the cake tasting is what the men really get involved in on. Yeah. Well, 
the food tasting, I'm, I'm excited to do that. No, that's awesome, yeah. man. That's super cool. Once again, bro, I don't know if you had some kind of agenda or you really didn't have the podcast on your back for the last few weeks. I have, I have to commend you for this, man. Yeah, man. You are, yes. About what? You're lighting the internet ablaze every week. It seems to be something coming out of your mouth. Now, the Titanic thing. People were really floored yeah. by that. They didn't understand how you just saw Titanic in like 2016, <laughs> and you, the lady you thought it was she was really uh, there. But then once again, somehow, I see people tagging you and shit. That's like, hey, friend, here's this article. Actually, there was a somebody who inspired Rose, mm-hmm. so it is kind of a true story. Okay, they can't ever just let you. So be it's wrong. not way off. No, it is though. <laughs> it is. It's just, you just somehow have like a coalition it's of people off, that will come through and be like. Here's why he's not all the way wrong. Because I'm not the only person that thinks this stuff, man. That thought the Titanic was a biopic like Ray? I thought it was real, man. I thought it was a true story. You know what's crazy about what I do with movies? is like I'll go on Netflix. Oh, I'd love to hear this, please. And I go, oh, this looks good. Uh-huh. I read it, yeah. and I'll save it, and then... Just never again. I'll get around. <laughs> <laughs> so, get around to it when you get around to it. Yeah. Oh, this looks good. Yeah. Well, when, who saved this onto my, uh, onto my queue? Uh, let me watch this? it. I watch it, yeah. <laughs> You know what I saw last night, man? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Notebook, man. I saw that. Oh, one of my favorites, man. But when did you see it? Whew, I don't know. I have. I don't know. Long ago? It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> see, did, like I five, six years ago, I saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds I actually right. bought the DVD to that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. That's a great You bought movie. a DVD in t- 2016? Uh, Must it, have been it, longer. It, no, it was like 2014. 2013, 2014. Okay, so you it saw it longer. It was Okay, so you, you saw it longer than five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. that's almost a decade ago. But I don't buy DVDs. So Respect. I bought that. Neither do I. Yeah. I only buy DVDs for novelty's sake at this point. Yeah. If I saw a DVD of like Moulin Rouge, I'll cop that just because I love the movie and yeah. I just have it around. Mm. I won't do anything with it, but I just like to have it around. Only DVDs I ever bought was The Notebook and um, uh, Superbad. Yes. And Step Brothers. That's it. I've not bought many, but one of, and I might, might, that might stem from trauma. Cause one of the only times I bought a DVD, uh, my godfather took me to a Best Buy <laughs> and I, he gave me like $20. Yeah. Uh, and I went in and I bought The Matrix Reloaded, the sequel to The Matrix. Mm. And the DVD was like $13. And then I pocketed the money <laughs> and I was like, thanks for taking me to go get a yeah. DVD. <laughs> thanks for being a father figure to me. I don't even, my yeah. dad has never taken me to buy anything ever in my life. So thank you for taking me to Best Buy. I'm going to rob you. Yeah. So I pocketed the like $7 and um, went home. And then he called later that day. So I don't know if he yeah. saw the receipt or if he knew. <laughs> Where's my it was like a, I don't know if this was like a, like a morality test yeah. or something like that. I think he might have been testing my morality and just let me get out of the car like, <laughs> going to go get me some hot fries and a Pepsi Blue. Cause that was my, uh, you know, it was my combination yeah. of choice at the time at the, at the, yeah, well, I was very, I was, a, yeah, <laughs> I used to eat Rice Krispie treats by the boatload, man. I was not concerned about health at all, but, uh, <laughs> um, I went in the house, I, yeah. you know, I watched Matrix Reloaded. There was like these twins with white dreadlocks. It's been some time since I saw the movie, but I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. And then later that day, my mom was like, she called me into the room and was like, Hey, uh, James, my godfather. He wants to talk to you. I was like, okay, cool. Maybe he'll take me to go get ice cream. I don't know. Who would, yeah. How can I get this fool again? Yeah. You know, like, so I was like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, hey, man, I just wanted to let you know, um, you know, it's cool. You, you can keep the money, but, you know, I was kind of not cool. And I was like, let, yelling at you is one thing, but when they go like, I'm just, I thought you were better than that. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Come hurt. get the money. Come yeah. take it. Just take the money back. Just take the money. He was like, no, nah, it's cool, man. Take the money. But, you know, um, I just I didn't I didn't think you'd do me like that and I was like oh it was twenty bucks was it twenty bucks it was he gave me twenty and I spent thirteen of it on DVD on the DVD okay so I pocketed the seven 
Oh, come on. But man. it was it was more the principle of the thing. Because I think I think I think his I think his point was like if you would have asked if you would have given if you would have pulled the money out and been like here you go I would have gave I would have been like no nah, you keep that but what did he say when he gave you the money he said here's go get a, get go, a DVD go get a DVD yeah we like went to Best Buy walked around he's like get a, go get a movie that's his fault I'm not blaming <laughs> on you. I'm not blaming <laughs> on you man. he could have he could have been like go pick out a DVD and bring me my change and br- back? no or, and we and when I when we check out I'll pay for it. Did oh, that. okay. Well, I don't. I think the. I think. I think, I think, I think. I think the point is like. I, I thought we had like a transparent oh, relationship okay. where I don't have to like, be give like stipulations and shit. Like, oh, I'll pay for it. I'll never give you money though because I can't trust you with the money. That's what <laughs> yeah. it was. It like broke this level of trust. Yeah. And since then, I've been. I've had like a, a phobia of DVDs. I rarely buy DVDs mm-hmm. except for like I'll never have a DVD. I never had a DVD collection. I was like, fuck it, man. I'm yeah. Like, I don't even deserve DVDs. Like I was like. <laughs> Very much, very, very traumatized Damn. by that situation. Uh, speaking of uh, trauma and dealing with things, mm-hmm. my friend, I, on Monday, this past Monday, I went and did that float spa thing I was telling you about okay. last episode. Uh, I had a really interesting experience, man. People were asking me about it on social media over the mm-hmm. last week, and I was like, I'll just wait until the podcast and talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. So you go in, right? Okay. I went to the Red Lotus Spa. Shout out to Red Lotus Spa. It's Red Lotus Float Spa. Uh, the lady, you walk in, the lady... There was a video I was supposed to watch, but I didn't watch it. She seemed a little annoyed by that. <laughs> I thought I thought I thought the video was gonna tell you what a video at the place before you No, get a in? video on the DV on the on the phone to tell you they like sent the you. steps. They sent you yeah, the they video. sent because oh, you had okay. the COVID waiver mm, and all gotcha. that type of stuff. And here's how you the because it's sanitary things and yeah. all that type of stuff. So I didn't watch it. And then so she goes, Did you watch the video? I was like, No, I just didn't really I was acting very like spiritual. I was like, I just want to come in blind and just just let the experience take me. I didn't want to. I didn't want to come in with expectations, so I didn't. I didn't watch your video. And she was like, "Well, the video's not for that. The video's to tell you the steps to, that you're supposed to do logistically when you go into the thing." So, uh, oh, I guess I can just. Uh, I'll just. I'll just. I'll just walk you through it. Yeah. It was like I, I was like, "Oh, sorry. Oh, thank you. I just. I thought it was more of a like a guy to tell yeah. me what I should be trying." She's like, "No, I would never tell you." You didn't watch it at all. No. Wow. No. I, you didn't I, click on it to see no. how. <laughs> And I was like, well, it's a, it's a pool. I yeah. just was like, oh, I get it. And no, there's a lot of steps. So I go in, she takes me, she shows me around the place. She's like, oh, and everything had a, she was nice, but everything had a, uh, everything had a hint of like, and in the video, it tells you this room, <laughs> what this room is. But if you this watched is the, it, you would know. Yeah, if you yeah. watch the video, so this is the like powder room afterwards. You come out here, it's deodorant and everything. Yeah. And in the video, it tells you that. And then if you come here, this is the UV spa. This is some of the other things that we offer in the video. It also... If you mm-hmm. wanted to set that up, you yeah. could watch the video and then it'll tell you if you want to do that or not. But then she took me, she took me into like my pod. Okay. And she, um, she walked me through the steps by steps. And it's crazy because it's like, it's the floor feels kind of carpeted, but it's not because the, the shower's just in the room. And mm-hmm. then the, 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 the pod that you go in is a whole different thing. Yeah. So she tells you like, here's your little ear things and all that kind of stuff. And then you just strip down, butt naked, hop in, take a little shower. Like a, it's like a science class shower. You, you, you twist the knob and then you do like a room temperature shower to get acclimated to the water. And then you get in the water. Oh, so you gotta be ass naked. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess you could wear swim trunks if okay. you want to, but you're just by yourself. In yeah. There. So whatever, you know? Yeah. So I drop down butterball naked. I get <laughs> in there. Um, and then she breaks it down to you. She's like, this button turns the stars on. This button turns the stars off. This button cuts the the floor lights off and this one cuts the music off she tells you make sure you don't touch your face while you're in there because the water is incredibly salty that's why you can float i mean it's like it's so diluted with salt Mm. so don't touch your face because if you get water in in your eye it's not going to be fun oh shit so i get in there and for the first like 30 minutes or so 
you're just adjusting, trying to figure out how you want to place your arms because yeah. you're just floating and the music's going low and everything. And then that's when you start to get a little, it's kind of warm in there. So it's Is a, it deep? No. Oh, okay. No. But you're floating, so, so you can't feet? tell oh, okay. anything. You gotcha. can't, you, if, you know. But I, w- I did 90 minutes, and by minute 45, I was just like in such a, a kind of haze. Because one, it's a little difficult to breathe in there because it's so humid because the water's warm. Mm. So it's a little hard. So you're taking deep breaths. And I did pitch black, dark, no music for like I don't know. I, time is like a, a social construct, and I don't know how I don't. I, I couldn't tell how much time was passing, oh, shit. especially when it was no anything. Mm. And and I had some I had some interesting experiences. So I don't feel like going into the details of some of them because they sound stupid. But um, what was fucked up a little bit? Not it was it was pretty fucked up, but just about how society is. I just wanted to tell this to people just to be transparent, right? So. Probably about, I did 90 minutes, so probably about 45 minutes into it. You can hear little stuff outside, because when you close the door, you're like in a, looks like you're in a fucking spaceship. Mm. So you close the door, you can hear little stuff. You can hear like clicks and Mm. things going on outside of the thing. Just stuff dropping or whatever. The building settling, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) But then, so, but you, you, you turn it out eventually. So I'm in there just kind of floating, like just in a whole different world Mm. and centering my breath and. You know, really trying to find it. At one point, I just couldn't, I could only feel my head floating in the water. Mm. And that's the point I was at. And then I heard just like a, it was the unmistakable sound of a shoulder banging into a door. Because I locked the door. Okay. And the first thought that popped into my head, which is so fucked up, was like, oh, if somebody came in here and shoot this place up, I'm the most vulnerable I'm in here. I got my giggle stick just out yeah. laying in the water. You know what I mean? Like I'm butt ass naked yeah. in a pool of floating, floating in a pool of water. Yeah. And if a public shooting type of event happened right mm-hmm. now, I'd be fucked. Yeah. And that threw me out of it for like another, again, I don't know how much time was passing, yeah. but if it threw me off for a little bit. And then I'm in there thinking about that. Like, wow, I'm trying to have this peaceful experience. And that noise and that yeah. triggered that in me. Yeah. Because it's such a real thing. You you got to think yep. about that. You know, like yeah. I really heard like it sounded like a shoulder into a door. And I go, this is a peaceful spa. The lady expects people to lock the door. She's not like, are you okay in there? Yeah, like yeah, she's, yeah. She, <laughs> she knows I'm fine. Right. So she wouldn't be trying to bust the door down. Yeah. So when I heard that noise, I knew it wasn't the spa lady. Mm. I knew it wasn't anything. Really at my core, I knew like, uh, I don't know what it is, yeah. but it's not a guy with a gun. Yeah. But I, it, it came across my mind for a little bit. Mm. And that, that took me out of it for a little yeah. bit. But overall, the experience was amazing. I really did um, enjoy it. People told me I should do it more often, like once a month or something like that. I, don't, I would definitely do it again. I don't know if I would do it once a month, but I definitely would do it again. I had what's a, the, but what's the benefit, though? Is it like It's just like meditation. It's just, okay, it's just okay. you're, just, you're, it, it, you're, you're weightless. You're floating in this salt water in the dark if you choose. Or staring up at the stars with music playing. Are you moving at all? Like, a, like no, you're just floating. You just, I mean, I, you can move if you that's want. What I'm saying, like, you I just did, like, like, I was just trying out different poses of floating. Okay. I had my arms above my head. I had my arms at my so side. So it felt like you were floating, now. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it it definitely. You are floating. Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't just feel like you're floating. What's the trippy part is because you are floating. Yeah. What's the trip? The trippy part is that the water eventually acclimates to the same temperature as your body. So you can't you it doesn't feel like you're in water at a point. Oh, okay. You know, Magic. you're 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 floating. That's that's just a fact. Yeah. But the trippy part is that the temperature of the water is very close to what your actual body temperature is, so it doesn't even really feel like you're in water. Hmm. Except for the parts of you, the extremities that are out of the water. Like yeah. You can tell your knuckles and your hands 
fingertips and your toes are mm-hmm. out of the water. But like your legs, your chest, that's the, that type of stuff, you can't really even feel it. So it's like numb, like a numb feeling? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then that is what kind of, and then that accompanied with buying into it. Yeah. And just letting your thoughts go and just really being present in the moment and not just being like, this is stupid. Why I want to listen to music, like yeah. actual music, not not yoga music. I want to listen to act- if you let all that stuff go and just let the peace. Yeah. If you if you're if you get too stuck on like I look stupid or yeah. this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't buy into it, then it just then you're just floating in a fucking <laughs> Then it is stupid. If yeah. you can't buy into it, it's the it's pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. And for the first ten minutes, I didn't think it was stupid. But for the first ten minutes, I was like, huh, just kind of floating in a naked in this uh, yeah a bathtub kind of thing. But uh, when you start to as time progresses, you start to, you start to play around with how you want the environment to be. Mm-hmm. You start to buy into it. If that's mm-hmm. how your brain works, if you can't buy into it, then you shouldn't do it. If you can't meditate or sit in silence for an hour or work on breathing exercises. If none of those things are things that work for you, then you shouldn't do this. Mm. Cause you'll just be laying there like, yeah, I'm just going to get out and sit on the bench out there yeah. until my time's up. Yeah. But I had a really good time. Um, and then I'm glad after, you enjoyed it. Huh? I'm glad you enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I really did enjoy it. But the cool, the coolest and trippiest part was, and I don't know if this is like a thing that for everybody, but when I got out, I had this like malaise or I had like this, like I, I didn't drive. I like, I had like, it was like, I had like a haze over me. I was a little bit hazy. It was almost like a body high mm-hmm. or like a runner's high. Like when you run really hard and you stop and it's like, you're a little lightheaded and yeah. your breathing's a little bit off, but like in a good way, it was really cool. That was the coolest part. Everything was cool. But then that afterwards, I really felt just like kind of light and like a weight off my shoulders that I didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I can't explain what, what made me feel lighter, but yeah. something wasn't there for that like 30 minutes after I got out of the, mm. out of the, um, out of the pool. And then I went and got Vietnamese food and I ate it kind of hazy. And I was like, mm, this is crazy. And then I ate my food <laughs> and that woke me up. I had some bubble tea and then I got in my mm, car tough. and I was able to drive. Yeah. Bubble tea is really good, but I just like Thai iced tea. Yeah. I don't, the bubbles are just the, 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 um, the tapioca balls. Yeah. I don't, I, th- get, I don't like those. I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that that's some kind of Pavlovian type of thing to make people not drink as fast because it makes you st- like, once you get one in the thing in the straw, you got to spit it back down or you sw- you take it into your mouth and you got to chew on that. Well, you can't eat it. You can. Oh, okay. I eat them. Yeah. But like, they don't taste like anything. So yeah. I-, I can only eat like the ones that accidentally <laughs> slip through the straw. I'm not like trying to <laughs> dig down and suck them all up, you know? So I think that it's some kind of way to, it's like a booby trap in your drink. Mm. So you can't just sling the whole drink back. Cause if those weren't there, that would be gone. Yeah. And like, a sip. I'd be just sip one long sip and my Thai iced tea would be gone. So I don't understand the point of them though. I don't like them. They look gross to me. They look like like uh frog eggs or something. They look like whoppers. I oh, I don't or know. Milk about them. I go, Ugh, what is why is this sitting at the bottom? Are they they got flavor on them? I don't no. this, nothing they just it's it's just I don't I can't and, and again I don't uh, maybe there is some Pacific cool Island, like wherever that comes from, yeah. reason for the tapioca balls. And I want to know what that reason is. I also yeah, would yeah, like yeah. to know that as well. I don't think my theory is what it is to stop people from drinking it so no. fast. But it does for me. And then once you get halfway through, now you really got to be careful. You got to yeah, take little sips. Yeah, because, I mean, you could. that's when you could really choke yourself. People, I don't know if people eat them, though. Like just I eat them. 
All of them? Nah, that's what I'm talking about. All no, of that's them. That's crazy. Because I'm going mean, to just finish the thing off. Yeah, you go in there, you're in there like, yeah, yeah. You, you like pointing them out, trying to <laughs> isolate them. And really, no, nah, I know, never. Once the <laughs> once the iced tea is really gone, yeah. for the most part, mm-hmm. that's when I'm done. I'm not like, now let me go ahead and get yeah. to work on these The bubbles. best part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Save the best for last. No, that's not my experience with bubble tea. Mm. It's, just, it's just like... I know what I'm here to drink, yeah. and I accept that those are in the drink. Got you. Maybe I, maybe you can ask for it without it. I'm gonna try the next can. time. I'm gonna try the next time. Yeah. I never do though, because I'm like, I'm here. I feel like that's very American. To be like, to be like, I don't want your thing how you make it. Yeah. Make it how I want it to be made. So I don't do that. You know, I like my spaghetti all uh, twist uh, the sauce and everything all combined. But if I go to an Italian place and they do like a light sauce or whatever, however they, do, I'm not gonna be like. I need you to put more sauce on this. Yeah. Make I need y'all to sauce. stare it out. <laughs> I, like, I like the sauce all, all the time. Yeah, I like the sauce all over. I like, over. I like, like a, it caked on there. Yeah. I, don't, you know, I don't like it just on the top. Yeah. No, I don't like a light saucing. Maybe. But that's culturally disrespectful. I think that you should win in Rome. Yeah, but I'm paying for it. That's, see, that's, and that's, that's, the, that's a very American uh, ideology that you just said. I, Sorry. I, and I understand it. Yeah. And I, I kind of agree a little bit. Yeah. But I'm for it. I want it the way I want I, My money spends, doesn't it? Yeah. Then I would like you to take each condiment from my sub and put it in individual capsules. Yeah. And I'll make the sandwich when I get home. That's how I like to do it. Capriotis. <laughs> which that's how my grandmother, my grandmother stopped going to a Capriotis because of that. Because of what? They. She would go to Capriati's and they would put the mayonnaise in a thing, the pickles in a thing, the lettuce you in do a it thing. Yourself? And then she goes, because all the things that get soggy, okay. which I understand. Okay. Wrap the tomatoes up in, a, in a, some, some, some parchment paper. That's how I like it. And soggy? I like oh, it falling apart. Here. The bottom just falls out. That's <laughs> how you like a sandwich. Nice and just all A cheesesteak? Just fall and just, it just, pick up me, it's just the bridges. Bridges falls just apart. It's like up. it's not even, the, <laughs> the bridges gives <laughs> up. <laughs> You dip it all in the ketchup. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but what happened was my grandmother is like, I go there every time I do this. I know it's a bit of a hassle, so I put a hundred dollars in the tip jar every time I go. And then she goes, <laughs> I went one time, and they didn't. They didn't do it, and I went back. My grandmother's. I can't even begin to explain to people. What do you mean she went back? She like went home. And opened it up her sandwich and, and it was, was like the, 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 oh. the tomatoes and the mayonnaise are on the sandwich. Mm, no. She nah. wrapped it up, got back in her car, went to Capriati's yeah. and was like, and went right in on the warpath. <laughs> went right in like, I just want you guys to know that I will never be coming here again. I come here, I spend money. Every time I spend money, I tip you guys very well and you ruined my sandwich. And, I, and she put the sandwich on the counter and she said, I will never be coming here again. Thank you very much. And she left out. And she walked away. Savage. Very much so. Jesus and like awful. Because <laughs> like, all, like but that's it's, like awful. But it's, it's funny when it's not happening to you. That's why I love her so much. Because the stuff she does, it's like, this is awesome. I love yeah. everything about it. Because you, you don't have to go, <laughs> hey, I'm sorry about that. Uh, uh, I just, just love looking at the people's face. Like, let, let's see, let's see how this person reacts to <laughs> what she's doing. <laughs> Yeah, my grandmother's very interesting. I don't, I don't even have Oh, her. I can't I, wait to I, see her. <laughs> <laughs> April, man. I know. Going to Vegas, man. Can't Maybe wait. you guys will see my grandmother too if you come out to wait. Vegas. I don't know. I'm warning you, if you do meet her, <laughs> I don't know what she's going to say to you. I don't have any idea what, I mean, awful things. Man, is that, uh, have you got that mole checked out? Just like straight to somebody's face. Like, that looks, might be cancerous. Just like, just like, what are you doing? Why would you say that to somebody? It's insane. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, um, no, uh. Before we get to the shout outs, because there's a lot of, again, the fucking 
conflict in Afghanistan is heightened in oh, Kabul. Yeah. I don't yeah, feel. Yeah. I'm not getting into it, man. Prayers to everybody over there. Yes. Things are ramping up. It looks like we're probably going to be going back over there. Um, <laughs> but on news where I, I don't feel like talking about awful shit in the world, uh, the Italian meats have faced some kind of uh, salmonella outbreak. Outbreak. Mm. You know, transition off of the Capriati's talk. So for those people who like Italian subs and, and those kinds of um, delicacies, Italian meats, salted meats, they're very good. In 17 states, there's been like a salmonella outbreak. Mm. So a warning to my paisans out there, all my Italians out there, lay off the gabagool for like like a month and a half. Put the gabagool down, relax, let this pass, and maybe just get some turkey or something like that. No Pe- Italian cocuts? No Italian cocuts. Pe- pepperoni, salami, gabagool. Uh, um, um, put prosciutto, all that stuff. Just lay off it for a little bit. I don't know what seventeen states they are, so I, I guess so for the other ones, maybe you're cool. But just to be safe, just like be safe. lay off the things, lay off the uh, the salted meats for a little bit, and they're they're high in uh, salt, sodium. Maybe so? Just take a look. Delicious. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, I know your your diet. You don't have any kind of dietary. No. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're basically a bird, so <laughs> you don't have any kind yeah. of. Uh, I don't know how you're 30 years old. You weigh 167 pounds. Yeah. No, that's no, you don't at all. You weigh like what? 145. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You weigh 145 pounds. Rail. Yeah. So of course you're not concerned about like hypertension or any of those kind of things. Should I like those are the things you should be concerned about what? though because they might not show on you. What hypertension, high blood pressure, and all those kind of things. But you don't have a Gucci man belly. But I work so, out. Fair enough. But that's still you still shouldn't consume a bunch of salt and stuff though. That's just. But it's delicious though. It is very good. Hey man, we only live once, man. You know that's a that's a very fair. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be like on my deathbed, and be like, "Damn, I should have ate that." I'm mad. You I think didn't. That's eat. gonna be the first thing that comes to your mind. Probably. Man, I should have had more gabagool. Yeah, man. Gonna be on the deathbed. I don't want to. I don't want to die regretting anything. But I also don't want to die with what one of my legs has been amputated <laughs> at some point in my life. So it's so a got, balance. You Life's got two. That wow. That's yeah. Wow. That's philosophical. Yeah, man. That's that's deep. Let's explore that. Yeah, like in the in the philosophical sense, mm-hmm. you have two legs. Yes. So always keep going. What if we out and you go and everybody's just getting, you know, Italian Italian subs? You're gonna be like, nah, man, I'm good. You can get one. Uh, if I have hypertension or some kind of high blood pressure, yeah, probably I should I should use that kind of restraint. <laughs> if everybody's getting ice cream and you have diabetes, uh, what are you just gonna not get ice cream? Everybody's getting ice cream. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but like you, but you know you shouldn't. Yeah, that's all I'm I saying. wouldn't do that. I'm, okay, I'm, yeah, okay, cool. Bad yeah. idea. Bad yeah, idea. yeah, bad idea. Hey, yeah. man, guys, Fran, that's Fran stamped. I don't have any kind of soundboard for that, but that's Fran stamped. If you have any kind of dietary restrictions, follow those. No, no, if you got diabetes, don't be eating candy and stuff. Yeah, don't, you know. Nah. But it's, but it's Halloween, Fran. Nah, man. Nah. <laughs> it's too, nah. It's too far. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but if you don't believe in dinosaurs or you like to eat your food, your food soggy or dip your cookies into the milk for... Abhorrent why it, why are you making it sound like it's, it's a crazy idea, man? Which one? All of them. The dinosaur thing is crazy. All right, I'm talking about Also, the, I pose to you that what? we go to the Smithsonian sometime soon. I've been there plenty of times. And you just don't buy into it. I, I, no, I'm just like, I mean, it's super dope. Yeah. I love seeing it. So was Blade 2. But, but the way you say that is like that's on the same level as that. That's, that's education. I don't know, man. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna get. We're not gonna go down that road again. I believe what I believe, and that's that. Wow. Okay. Uh, double down, friend. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's get into these celebrations, man. All right. 
Time for some more shout-outs. At the time of people hearing this, I think that, well, if it's Monday, we're doing shirt sales until Tuesday. And hit us up if you would like a shirt. Still doing orders until Tuesday. So if you're hearing this on Monday, still got some time. If you're hearing this after that. I got to get a white one, man. I got the black one. I need to get it's a white It's funny one. that you said that because I'm going to order myself a white one as well. <laughs> I need that white one. I need the white yeah, one I need too. that white one, man. I, I need that. But uh, again, thank you to everybody who's supported the Patreon. I started doing this thing, friend. I, I, put out a, I put out a new friend on film. And then I filmed myself doing the voices. Oh, shit. People seem to like it. So I think I'm going to continue doing that. You going to do the old ones? No. Oh, I've already man. done I've already done them. I've already I've already I'm saying like I've I've oh. filmed myself doing them for the recording. On Patreon? Yeah. I didn't see that. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. that. We'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get you on there. Mm. But um yeah, uh I'm not telling you that to encourage you to do more voices, man. It doesn't have to be I just want you to do whatever is creative. Don't just that be is like creative. and now Kermit the Frog. Yeah. You know, I don't we don't need to do that. Cuz it, it was it was really I was in here by myself and I was embarrassed. But it was funny. It was, it was. And you have a good time doing it. Yeah, but I'm not a voice specialist. You are, No, I'm not. Yes, you I'm are. I'm not. I'm not. You, you asked me are. to do a Medea. I can't do a Medea. You do it all. No, I don't do it all. At all. Well, I, I don't me, do it at all. I'm helping you. I'm helping you get better. No, I don't want it. That's not a skill I want to attain is voices. You, I don't want to be, I'm not fucking that puppet guy. I'm not Jeff Dunham. I'm not trying to be the uh, voice guy. <laughs> Throw my voice. Yeah. Like now, and uh, this movie's starring a guy who's in another room. Yeah. And I got to be up here like, oh, wait, hey, um. <laughs> Where's the cereal? I don't I don't want to do that. That was dude. good, man. No, it wasn't. That was, leave me alone. That man. was spot on. <laughs> uh, uh, up first, we got, uh, uh, I really want to say her whole name because it's a good movie. Um, fuck it. Has anybody, you know, hey, shout out to Sarah. But aside from that, moving on, has anybody seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? That movie's fantastic, man. It's got, it's got uh, fucking Jason Segel in it and Kristen Wiig. That's a great movie. But uh, shout out to you, Sarah, whatever your last name may be. Uh, up next, we got Christina S. Christina, shout out to you. Think you're playing with a pup in your picture? Shout out to you. Also, uh, we've had a controversy for the last couple of weeks. Got reached out to a person who we kept saying, "Is that an animal?" Or we don't want to disrespect oh. them and be like, "Is that a dog?" It was a person. It was, no, oh. it was a bunny rabbit eating brains. I think she said is what it was. Oh. So shout out to that person. But at least it wasn't a. Per- it wasn't. A, yeah. You know what I mean? Because we says like, I think it's a dog. I don't know. Is it like a? Uh, I think it looks like a. I don't know. A big dog. And if it was like, she would have messaged us and said, "No, that's me." That's me. <laughs> That's me at my at my uh, my wedding. You know, like, oh, um, sorry, no disrespect. Yeah, no disrespect at all. <laughs> but thankfully, it was just a bunny rabbit. Yeah. Uh, up next, we got Mary W. Mary W. Shout out to you. Thank you so much. You fill us up with so much merriness. And is that a word? Is that how you say merriness? Merriness. Mary. You feel, make you make us merry, Mary. Mary, Mary. That's a good. That's a good R and B group. Mary, yeah. Mary. They yeah, make yeah, some yeah. great music. Yeah. Um, is that like ninety? Yeah, early two thousands. Yeah. Um, up next, we got who? Oh, <clears throat> uh, sealed. Sealed, 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 sealed. Shout out to you, Sealed. Oh, please message me and tell me if I said that right. I, I'm guessing I, I did. I know you did. I, did. <laughs> for, like, I for a fact. I don't know what it is, but you know I didn't say it right. Yeah, that's because yeah. it's so unique. That's why. That's very unique. C e i l i d h. I never even seen a, a, a name ending a d h before. I don't even know what that. I never sonically and and and. And, and, and phonics wise I've never even seen That combination before I don't know what that does the, Maybe the H is, is silent So it's just Salid There's an L in there Yeah Salid Should be what if, what if it's just Salid Oh the, the D, D and sound. the H is silent Everything Oh like Django Yeah Yeah Salid We'll go with that um, I think it's Salid I like the D being silent Because it reminds me of Django So yeah. shout out to you Salid Thank you so much for the support And thank you to all the other names That we named um, Thank you guys all so much What we're going to do Is we're going to take a quick break Before 
uh, when we come back, it's my turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit. So stick around. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park All right, and we are back, Fran. My yes. affirmative murder this week again is um, kind of an uns- it's it's it is an unsolved okay. mystery. That's what I like. It is a cold case of sorts. Mm. It is dips into some conspiracy lanes. Mm. Oh, uh, that's what you do, right? Uh, no, I just no, I just like to consume them casually. Right, I'm a casual conspiracy consumer, mm-hmm. but it does dip into some conspiracy talk and just briefly. It's not super deep. Okay. It can get it can get deep if you want to go there. So you you know I'll we'll I'll head down the lane. All right. And you just tell me if I need to pull the rain back, pull the reins back. Gotcha. You know if it's going too deep. You just All let right. me know. So my affirmative murder this week is the story of the stolen children of Harlem. Mm, this is in New York City. Yes, in Harlem, okay. New York. Yes. Gotcha. Um, my sources were MarieClaire.com, an article from Bustle.com, and uh, ScreenRant.com. Also, in part, I didn't see the episode, but. Um, a lot of the stuff from Screen Rant was a recap of an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Mm, okay. So Unsolved Mysteries is a source as well. In 1989, two small children, Christopher Dansby and Shane Walker, vanished in broad daylight from the Martin Luther King Jr. Towers playground near their homes in Harlem, New York. The two toddlers were roughly the same age, with Christopher being two years old and Shane being slightly younger at 19 months. And they lived in the same building complex which was at 41 West 112th Street, also known as the Martin Luther King Towers in Harlem. Mm. The boys' mothers, Rosa Glover and Allison Dansby, didn't know each other. Both boys were said to be cheerful and very attached to their mothers. Christopher disappeared from Martin Luther King Jr. Towers playground in May of 1989, and Shane disappeared in August of that same year. Both cases were strikingly similar, Rosa said she took her eyes off her son for just a moment when she was distracted by someone sitting down beside her and stating that things happen to children. The man also. Yeah. The guy sat next to her said that. Some dudes came down, sat to her and was like, hey, man, you know, things happen to children. That was his plan. I don't know. Which actually I do know. I'll get to it. So the guy sits down and says that the man also pointed to scars on his face and then disappeared along with the kids just moments later. That man was located and interviewed by authorities about Shane's disappearance and was eventually cleared. Was he was he working with somebody? It's not like, well, it's I not mean, like, I don't have the answer to that, but the, the answer that's available is 
they interviewed this ominous man and he was cleared of any kind of wrongdoing. And he doesn't come back. So he could have just he could have just been crazy. He could have been having some kind of episode. He you know. Yeah. But I'm saying it sounded like he was in work with somebody. Like I mean, I'm if a, we're going I'm down do that road, which and I, distract the, her, the road's coming up. Mm, okay. If we're going down that road, that road's coming up. So if you want to hold on to that guy. All right. To piece together when we get to the road. We're not at the road yet. We're still okay. driving. My bad. Still scenic right now. The music right. is playing. We're having a good time. But the road is coming up. So yeah. feel free to hold on to that guy. Because mm. it, it, it can piece together on that road. Okay. But as far as the information that I have, it's important for me to say, so I don't just leave you in limbo and say, yeah, this guy just said that and he walked away and he was never seen again. Sounds no, crazy. they brought him in and they interviewed him and they cleared him. So hmm. that... Was a crazy thing. It distracted her. And while she was distracted and looked away, her son disappeared from the playground. That's crazy. But they picked that guy up. They interviewed him and they cleared him. So it's important for that to be said. Allison had gone to run an errand and left Chris with her mother, who also said that she took her eyes off of him for just a moment. And then the boy disappeared. The cases were unlike other child abductions, according to law enforcement in part because of the stark similarities between those two cases. Yeah. So because those two cases were so similar, they made them stand apart from other child abduction cases. Mm. Christopher and Shane both disappeared on the same day of the week, Thursday, in the early evening. Rosa said she had got a strange, upsetting phone call about her son's body being buried in an abandoned building, Mm. but police searches turned up nothing. Allison Dansby was initially a suspect in her child's abduction because of her drug addiction. I think that that's wrong. Because she but was an I, addict? Bec- to to, that's to demonize her and make her a target in her own child's abduction because of her drug addiction. But I have heard cases and stories of people going through addiction who have left their child with drug dealers, pimped out their ch- These things do happen. Mm. So while I think it's wrong... I also understand just crossing her off the list. If that's if that's fucked up, I don't mean to sound fucked up, but I'm just saying you always want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. Well, if I it, guess until they show you that they should yeah. be a suspect. Well, if, if 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 there was evidence of it happened in the past, then yes, I get why they going. You know, she maybe. So let me adjust. Yeah. Let me adjust what I said because I don't think that that was the case. Yeah. I think they just were like, I think she's addicted to drugs, so maybe it was her with no. That's no up. history of this, yeah. no child protective services calls coming or something like that. So that makes it wrong. Yeah. If she has a history of yeah, her son's been in and out of DFS, but the, this the, her son's less than three years old. Her son's mm-hmm. 19 months old. Yeah. So I saw no record of there being a, a long history of him, him being taken. But I'm not talking her. about just her. I'm just talking about just in general. Anybody. In general. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If, yeah. Right. So, yes. I mean, I don't. just demonizing people right off the bat where it's like, well, you are addicted to drugs. So maybe you maybe you set your kid up to be kidnapped. Yeah, that's wrong. That, yeah, that's fucked up. But yeah. if there is if there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. If there's some somebody says, yeah, she wasn't at the playground. We saw her with her son in an alley. Yeah. Then you go, oh, well, why'd you lie about being in the playground? None of this mm-hmm. is the case, though. Okay. But if you have some kind of evidence where you got to go, all right, well, we got we to gotta scratch her off the list. I know yeah. she's the mom and everything, but that she lied, and so we're going to investigate. Yeah. That wasn't the case here. There was none of that. They just, she was, for a brief moment in the investigation, mm-hmm. she was a suspect in the kidnapping. Mm. According to the Charlie Project, which is um, this website and organization, I guess, who uh, keeps track of missing children, which and they do a lot of good work. So shout out to the Charlie Project. But according to them, the disappearance of another young child named Andre Terrence Bryant 
was thought to be potentially connected to the disappearances of Christopher and Shane. Though these, <clears throat> though there are stark differences in the case, for example, despite the similar time frame, Bryant disappeared in March of 1989, which was two months before uh, either Shane or Christopher disappeared. I'm not sure. I can't remember which one disappeared in, in May, but um, Andre disappeared in March. He was only one month old and living in Brooklyn, so not Harlem. So it was three different ones. Well, there's two different ones who that happened at the same playground, and then this one that I'm telling you now happened in Brooklyn to a one month old. But they opened. But that up. was. But that was between. No, it was. At, it was before. Before, yeah, because other one it was, was in, May, in and May and August. August, and this was in March. March, got gotcha. you. Okay. So they went and and looked into it, yeah. and then they were like different ages, different borough, not a play. You know, like mm. it just was. It the only similarity is abduction. Yeah. So they didn't really stick with those being all three of those being connected. But they did look into it because of maybe just because it was an abduction. Yeah. And also, we're getting closer to the road. Okay. So there's there's other reasons mm. why they also looked into that one-month-old abduction and to see if it was connected to these. Gotcha. So we're, the, the sign's coming up. We got like a mile, another mile. a mile, about another mile till we get okay. to the road. So like I said, Andre was one-month-old. He was living in Brooklyn. His mother, Monique Rivera, was lured out of her house by two women who had recently taken her shopping. Monique's body was found in the Bronx, mm. and Andre was never seen again. Wow. Though nothing is known for sure, at the time, Deputy Chief Ronald uh, Fenrick said, someone who wants a baby who is not qualified to adopt a baby might steal a baby or hire someone to do so. Damn. Cryptically saying to the New York Times, they were questioning two suspects who were two black men, similar only in their dreadlock hairstyles. And so whenever we start now, we've arrived. That's we're, crazy. We're turning onto the road. And so whenever I hear stories like this, they're interviewing people, whether they're connected or not, I go right to who took Johnny Gosh. It's mm. the first place I go to. I can't explain how much that documentary has like lived with me. Yeah. And just really, when you hear about child abduction, sex trafficking, um, cartels uh, migrating children in vans and all that type of stuff. My, my first thought is always who took Johnny Gosh because it's a crazy documentary. Mm -hmm. It's and it's a like ridiculous, unbelievable story. But then by the end of the move of the documentary, you believe that that happened. Yeah, I don't know if if his if she if Johnny Gosh really came back when he was like 19 and his mom saw him and he was skinny and he said don't don't say anything yeah. i don't know if that's true that's the part that gave me goosebumps that's uh, oh my god yeah but i don't know if that happened what i know is they found a house where the other guy who was in the documentary said we would keep the kids there yeah and then a van would come pick them up from there and they were kept in the basement yeah and they found a house that had a basement that was like dug out and had tunnels and shit underneath the house and it was right where the guy said it was so and then this Jeffrey Epstein shit and then you know you, all these mm, other yeah uh, rich people islands and royal families and so when you see when you hear all that stuff and then you go back you take it back to who took Johnny Gosh it all is like crazy. Do you think this is a whole like child abduction? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that that came up in this story, and that's why we're on the road currently because we're going down the road. So this is one of the theories. Mm. Of what happened to these kids? Because nobody, they never were, they never were found. No remains, anything. 
So, like I said, we're on the road. So whenever we go down roads like this, I always like to remind people that Who Took Johnny Gosh exists. And you can feel free to check it out if you would like. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Pizzagate guy. I'm not some I'm not some wacky conspiracy guy at all. Pizzagate was bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's a pizza shop. And I think what happened to those people was terrible. Somebody got fucking went in there with guns and shit. Somebody died. All that shit was crazy. However, I can't sit here and say without a shadow of a doubt that I that I don't think that some of these child abductions might be linked to some higher things other than just some weirdo who wanted to steal a kid. Yeah. You know, whether we're talking about rings or networks of pedophile, whatever. I don't know what we're talking about. I'm just saying you read stories like this, you go watch who took Johnny gosh. And I'm purely talking about the facts of those things. I'm not getting into any of the other cuckoo crazy shit that comes along with going down that road. Mm. Cause that's not the road we're on friend. This <laughs> road's a very calm road. Okay. Full of just like, you know, national park signs that just have facts on them and stuff. There's no crazy graffiti. Juggalo Fest is not on this road. There's no, you know, there's another gathering of the Juggalos. None of that. It's just purely, I'm just telling you what I'm seeing, the facts of that, and how that connects to this. And that's it. I'm not going any deeper than that. So anyway, so Elaine, so this was, and this was fucked up. This isn't even conspiracy. This is just fucked up racist shit, right? So the, 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 the um the chief detective on the, the uh, deputy chief Ronald J uh, Feinrich or Fenrick mm-hmm. told the New York Times like we're interviewing these two guys. Sometimes if people can't adopt people adopt kids legally, they go through other channels to try to adopt kids. You know, people might steal them and then give them to the parent. Yeah, off off a of black the black market. So this lady named Elaine Rosenfeld, who's the head of the Louise Wise Services Adoption Agency, pushed back on that theory. By saying, it's hard to imagine. She told this to the Associated Press bluntly. She said, there's a market for white babies, but for black babies, I don't think so. Damn. Which is just like, I don't, I mean, I don't know what a black, what a a baby goes for on the black market, but to just say there's no market for it for black kids, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy disrespectful to just say that. But she might know better. I don't know how you find that out. I I don't think you can Google how much a baby goes for on the black market. But according to her, she fucked goes, up. she goes, and the what what made it fucked up to me is she's not saying that black market baby selling doesn't exist. She's saying black kids don't have any kind of market value in that market. Damn. It'd be one thing if she goes, black market babies, come on, give me a break. She's like, yeah. yeah, no, no, there's a market for those, but white babies, black babies don't sell. Damn. That's cold. How she has the statistics and the figures on what babies are going for in the black market yeah. by race? How much is an Asian baby going for on this black market, Elaine? One of these babies is Hispanic, though, right? No, it's New York. You know how people have like everybody's of the diaspora. I'm not getting into that conversation, no. but like they they might look black but have a Hispanic last name. He might be my type of. Dominican That's what I'm saying. He might be Dominican. And Dominican yeah. people are black, man. Like I mean, listen, yeah. I know you. Yeah, okay, yeah. you're Dominican. Yeah, cool. Haiti's right there. You're black. Yeah, like you know. Puerto Rican people, you got African in your blood. It just, you know, so yeah, he's got, he looks black. The pictures, they look black. <laughs> mm, okay. They don't look like Romeo Santos. Yeah. They look like, uh, and on a black, they look, on a, they look on like a black poppy. web description is a black baby. Yeah. They look, they look like, they look like David Ortiz. They look, yeah. they look big poppy. They don't look like, you know, there's another Hispanic guy. Hispanic. I don't know. They don't look like Bad Bunny. Yeah. I only know two Spanish. <laughs> I know Romeo Santos. <laughs> and I know Bad Bunny. 
They don't look like either of those. They look like a couple of just young young black kids, man. And so the lady saying, kids that look like that, cold product. They don't go for anything on the market. Damn. That's what she said. So Sarah White, a case manager with the New York Division of Criminal Justice Services, told CNN that abduction by a stranger is rare. And by far, most missing people cases are non-custodial parental kidnappings and runaways. So that's the vast majority she's saying. But then what's that other percentage? You know, Mm. that's where I think you go into the Johnny Goshes and all and these two young uh, little babies right here that like they're just gone with no trace and none of the parents are responsible or we can't find who did it. Yeah, that's where this falls into. It's crazy to hear when somebody, especially this story, where it's like, oh, yeah, I looked away for a second and then my child was just gone. Yeah. Scream, nothing? No, you that's don't. The, yeah, that's the stream. It, and that's where the organization feels like it comes into play. Where it's like, I don't think somebody just took Shane or, uh, or Christopher and just ran down the street with a baby. Yeah. And the baby doesn't know what's going on, is crying. Right. I feel like they went straight from there to a car. That was there. And this is all speculation because I don't know what happened. But like you just said, it's crazy to think you could turn your head for a second and then there's you don't see a man running nothing, down the street. A car peel off or nothing. Yeah, it just is like it's, it wild. seems too organized. Yeah. If it went down the way they say it, said it went down. And I have no evidence to say that it didn't happen that way. So that tells me if it happened that way, there must have been some kind of organization. No other kids That's at the where park. The, guy, the guy comes into play who sat down and things happened to children. When you start to paint the picture of how it could have possibly, you get distracted for a second, and but then he's working in tandem with this guy, and right. they have a car around the on the side, and it, it doesn't peel off. It's already ready to just drive off smoothly, you know. If we're saying that this is how this happened, which I can't rule out that it, that some kind of organized attempt of stealing a child took place, then I can't say it was just some sloppy job. I have to assume it was some kind of organized job because, like you just said, I feel like a sloppy job would have got noticed. Well, nobody was at the park. It was just it was. It just was the middle there. of the evening. It's New York. Even if there's nobody at the park, there's people around. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm saying for them to do for them to to try to do a job like that. Yeah, it, it has to be like it had to be empty. You would think so, but nobody I don't know. I don't have any. I don't have any. Crazy. Yeah, I don't have any. That's evidence to that That's or crazy. like I have, I don't have any like information on that like you just turn around you like what the fuck nothing look you turn your head well first of all guy sits down you know uh, things happen to children you're like what the fuck what yeah and then he's like see these scars you're like, whatever man and then in that exchange what was that that I just did three like, seconds yeah in that exchange you turn your head back and your kid's gone no screaming I don't know man that's that's hard but man. do you think a I don't, you know better than me, a two-year-old and a 19 or a 19 month old, both of which you have, yeah. or you've had, would they just, sc- well, I probably Sophia would scream if some if anybody that she didn't know S- touched scream her. Scream something like yeah. that's, that's wild to me, man. You don't, but you don't think it's possible that a kid could be so in shock from being like picked up quickly and just speed walked off that they don't even really uh, can process not, what's happening. Not Sophie. Okay. She don't even like heights. So I know she was screaming max. I don't know. <laughs> he was a plan. Yeah, he keep out, keep out, and actually yeah, the playground. Yeah, but <laughs> it's just crazy, man. Just to yes, even true. if somebody comes and put their hand over their mouth, a child screaming is yeah. Uh, that's that's hard to believe, man. And also to your point, if that's how it went, that's why I'm saying 
it feels like if it happened this way, this has to be an experienced team yeah, who's done crazy. this before. Because if you see a guy pick a kid up with their hand over their mouth, if anybody saw that, they would go, hey, whoa, what's happening? Something. You know what I mean? So it feels like they must have like, hey, come with me. Grab them by the hand, pick them up gently and lovingly. Well, that conversation went longer than what, what yeah. we know. I feel like that's also a possibility to where it's like, you want to try to defend yourself subconsciously the best you can to yeah. so you don't sound like a bad parent. Yeah. So you go, oh, it was just a half. I mean, I looked away for a, a second. That's what you tell the detectives. Yeah. You know what I mean? But again, I'm not here to demonize the right. mothers or anything like that. But a second, what I just said, if it happened that way. No way. You know what I mean? No way. I go, you know, oh, man, things happen to kids. What? Look at these scars. What? Anyway, boom, no. that and yeah, it's like that, they're gone. That sound, that's that's way too quick. That's yeah. not enough time. Yeah, definitely. It had to be like, oh, so what, you know what what happened? The scars. Tell me about the. It had to be, yeah. or even like a yeah. even like pauses and silence of discomfort where you're yeah. like, okay, he's like, yeah, yeah oh, they happen every day. You never know, kids. It just feels like it could have been an extended conversation. Yeah, it had know, to, like I, it, I feel like it had a to quick be. second. I don't think that's enough time for. Yeah, I don't give a fuck how much of an expert or whatever you are. That's, yeah. Five seconds? Yeah, no, no come on. To where it's like gone without a trace? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I would love to see how this park is. It's just so much shit. Like, I would love to see how this park is set up. Yeah. Like, for if it to a be square, a main street or something. A, a yard, like a, some grass. Yeah. It's, I would love to see that. If it's fenced in. Yeah. I'm going to look some pictures up. We can look them up after um afterwards. So, investigators did look into whether it was a serial killer or a pedophile who was abducting the children, but they couldn't find any solid proof that that that, that was the case. To this day, we know nothing of what happened to the boys or where they could be now. Their story is the subject of a Netflix Unsolved Mysteries Volume 2 episode. Unsolved Mysteries, which covered this case on, on an episode, also suggested that Christopher and Shane might have been the victims of a black market baby ring. Mm. So they bring this up in the episode of um, Unsolved Mysteries as well. If true, both kids were presumably kidnapped, sold, and raised without knowing anything about their childhoods. Now, this is a whole different thing. That's crazy. This is because this this is like there's a story about a girl named Kamaya Mobley. She was kidnapped from a hospital in North Carolina. I've seen this. And she was they moved to like the next state. Yeah. And she her the mother who the woman who who stole her raised her until she was like 16 years old. Yeah. Without knowing, took her to got her into school. Yeah. She went to elementary school and everything. That yeah. says a whole lot about whatever. I can't. I don't know if it was they were in North Carolina or she was stolen from North Carolina, but whatever state they went to, they were doing shit different in the early 2000s. Like no proof of vaccine. Like how do you get medical records? And you know what I mean? Like she, that was crazy that she 16 years. Yeah. That's a different thing than a, 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 a child molestation ring though. Stealing a baby and then raising it as your own, which that does happen. Yeah. I covered a story and there's been multiple stories of failed baby stealing of babies that were in the mother's wombs. I covered a story of a woman who tried to cut. Oh, yeah. She yeah. successfully, I'm sorry. Yeah. She successfully cut a baby out of a mother, and that woman survived. So, but she took the baby for herself. Was that the one with the baby clothes or something? Yeah, she yeah, befriended yeah. her. Yeah, she, yeah, like, yeah, befriended yeah. her yeah. and was being nice to her, and then just. That over? Yeah, yeah. I remember that story. Yeah. So, that's different than a network of pedophiles stealing kids in a ring. That's different. Stealing a baby for yourself, but is, is that? Oh, okay. But I'm saying that could, it still could be a mark for that, like an operation. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, like adoption. The, yeah. yeah, but what's the like? The, I want to know the age of like what are they? Like it has to be some type of age White, range. Apparently, you, you, but I mean, you still like a three year old. Oh yeah. Oh That's yeah. Crazy. I'm sure they have. 
I'm sure sh- I'm sh- I'm sh- uh, people still kids of all ages if we're talking right. about just okay. kidnapping. So but I mean, if we're talking I mean, specifically about a, a baby ring and all that kind of stuff, I would I would assume they are targeting toddlers. Yes. Barely walking, if walking at all. No memory at all. No yeah. memory at all. Yeah. Can get them and then take them, put them somewhere else and then uh, over time. Oh, so fucking tragic. Yeah, but over crazy, time, man. they just forget that they, whoever their know. parent yeah, was, yeah. you know, and, and it, all that shit comes back, though. Whether it's a song or something, it's gonna always be something. Those kids, it's it's like as primal. You feel something, yeah. It's primal, yeah. you know. Like it's only so long you could go. It's weird that like we don't yeah. look alike. You know, right. you always gonna have questions. You know, especially if you have other siblings uh, or friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you don't look anything like your mother. Yeah, that's weird. Who are you? Who do you look like? Right. They show you the the uh, the the family photos. Yeah. You're like, well, they say I look more like. My nana, yeah. they're like, no, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> you don't look like any of these people. Right. This is your family, and that's when you're like, is it? Yeah, you and start the research. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. You know, go, go get that twenty three and me. That's changed some shit for a lot of people. Really? Which let me, yeah. Well, I oh, have, shit. I have one example, and it's not from twenty three and me, but okay. it, it is an example of of this thing that we just were talking about. So the show references the case of Carlina White, a Harlem infant. Funny enough a Harlem infant who was kidnapped in 1987 and raised as Nedra Nettie Nance. Changed the whole name. Yep. At age 23, she solved the mystery of her past with the assistance of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. The families of Christopher Dansby and Shane Walker are hoping for a similar outcome, and any tips can be submitted to Unsolved Mysteries at unsolved.com. So these parents are still holding out hope. So she found out about her on a website? Well, from a this is like an organization, the um, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. I think she just knew something was up. She whether whether her whether her parents came right out and said we stole you, which is that's but that's what happened in the Kamaya Mobley story. In the Kamaya Mobley story, she wanted to work at a uh, like a Zaxby's or something like that, and or like a Piggly Wiggly, and she was like, I need my birth certificate to mm. get a learner's oh, permit, yeah. and mm-hmm. she was like, I got to tell you something, yeah. But I mean, if like you, you see your baby picture on a fucking. Oh, that's crazy. That well, is this, this baby's been missing for twelve years. That's yeah. crazy. And they're like, "Well, that's me." Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> That'd be. Fun, so I don't man. know. I don't know what happened with Carlina White, but at some point in her life, at age twenty three, she was like, "I'm. This isn't my family," and so she reached out and got help from the National Center for Missing Missing and Exploited Children, and they were able to help her find her family or her birth her her. her a, a paternal crazy, family, man. Um, but it's really I, re, I I respect it, I appreciate it, and any help that can be given. But it's so sad that uh, Christopher Dansby's mom and Shane Walker's mom—they're the best. They're they're holding on to this astronomically, like the odds of this being what is the outcome are so slim. Yeah, but they'll never get answers otherwise. Like if if they if like. You either can you either can hold on to this like, okay, well maybe it'll be like Carlina White and they'll come find us. They've been living a life and have been happy and just confused and didn't know they were stolen. Or you go, they're dead and we'll just never see them. We'll never be able to bury them. Yeah. Get that confirmation. And it's like, I mean, I guess you go with the positive one, right? You know? That's if crazy. there's no remains, there's no leads, there's no person responsible to arrest. I would, I guess, you go with the positive outcome, right? Yeah, that's how it was when, um, when Sophia was born. Step like they turned out there, take the baby and do mm-hmm. like tests. Steph was like, "You go, you go with her." 
She thought they were going to take the baby. It was. I guess it was just a fear because like oh, this just, shit happens. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. no, you take. Because I mean, when we, when they born, they put they put like bracelets or something. braces and shit on it. So mm-hmm. if it comes off, it alerts. It alerts. Oh, for real? Husband. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so, oh, wow. but it was like she was like, no, you go, you go with her. Uh-huh. And I just got to. Fucking yeah, go and come back and be a different fucking baby. You wouldn't know. Or well, no baby. Especially yeah. when they first born, they all of them look alike. Yeah, just mushy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all look like Danny DeVito. Yeah. But uh but yeah, no, that's what in the Kamaya Mobley story, the the woman, I can't remember her name slipping my mind right now, but but slipping my mind right now, but she got in a car with a booster seat, mm-hmm. drove from the state she was in to the other state, which again, North Carolina is involved in some kind of way. She went to a neonatal unit, got in somehow. I think she had like a very like uh RN kind of look mm. she just looked like she she walked with confidence i would assume yeah and she got into that like is that stereotypical room, room where it's like 40 babies i don't know is it i've never seen that ever <laughs> you just like look through the glass and, and it's like, like 30 babies uh, yeah it's like what the fuck that's not a thing i don't know i've never see that? seen that i've never seen it i was saying was that like a thing in like the 90s 80s or something i've never seen that i'm like is that room no I would way. guess no because of COVID right now, but if it, I don't know if it ever Before, did exist. No way. But in man. all the movies, that's like the thing. Like, that's which no one. It's like two dudes at the window, like, which one's yours? Like, oh, the one. Yeah, no. With they, the giraffe, with the giraffe blanket. Like, that's crazy, man. But they don't keep them in a, in all in a one no, room. No, no. I don't know what the purpose of that would be. No. Like having them on display, like they're Volkswagens. That's no. Baby's born, the baby's with you. It doesn't, it, it, they don't take they don't the go baby. go chill in daycare? No, man. That's, when I see that, I go, what the fuck is, what, what does the this fuck even is mean? That? Yeah, what is it? Anybody what? can walk in there and steal a baby. They can give you the wrong baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just got them all in these like weird egg baskets just crazy, like next man. to each other. That's crazy. I always wondered was that real. I've never yeah. seen that. That's insane. Just got them on a car lot like a bunch of Fiat. Yeah. He's like, which one? Which one are you taking home? Oh, the uh, the green one. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I I thought you were gonna tell me. I was no, man, I was saying what I was that. saying as like uh, I just assumed it was real. That's insane. But she might have gone right into her room and took Kamaya right from her mom. Matter of fact, no. In the I saw a Lifetime like a biopic about it, mm-hmm. and in that she like she went in there on some. I'm the RN. We're gonna take the baby and go do some tests. And just took her, just took just talked to her just, nicely, and, and then left. went straight to her car. Wow. Cold. Wow. So, again, we went over a lot of different type of scenarios. And but how, I'm sorry, but how do you do that and just like, well. Oh, you are a sociopath. Yeah, so, that's, that's called crazy. being a sociopath. How do you steal a baby from somebody? Oh, yeah. you got, Not empathetic at all? No, just, no. You're just like, this that's baby cold. Is yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this one's got uh, square fingernails uh, like I steal. do. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <a> <laughs> nice, man. Got a good grain of hair. I love it. I love the baby wow. hair curls. Oh man, this kid looks just like me. That's wow. what a sociopath thinks. <laughs> man, it's gonna people are gonna think this looks this. We're the same skin complexion. It's gonna be perfect. That's a crazy person. That's how that works. <laughs> how do you do crazy. that? Being a, a absolute psychopath. So she went in there and was like, <laughs> "This one." Yeah. Didn't second guess it. Drove there. I would even excuse it if like uh, two weeks later she goes, "I'm gonna go turn my." This is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No. Year 15, because she wants to work oh, she's over, at Zaxby's. <laughs> she wants to work at Zaxby's, and so I have to tell her why I can't give her a birth certificate. Yeah. If she had some way of forging a birth certificate, she might have never told that girl that she was, was stolen. Oh, no. She had to, because, you know, that in that moment, she... At some point, she's going to need a birth certificate again. Yeah. So it was like... So I got to tell you now. I got to tell you why you can never go to college we f- to I'm work. fighting. We might fight. <laughs> no, but like... Now you're like, My whole life no, is but, a now lie, you're Stockholm, but now you're Stockholm syndrome, though. That, yeah. That's your mom. Yeah. What, yeah. Regardless of whatever she tells you, yeah. that's your mom. Especially because in the movie, 
And in real life, I watched her. She went on this show called like Ayanla Fix My Life, mm. where they Ayanla Van Ayanla Van Zan is this incredible therapist, life coach, and she couldn't help this girl because it was too soon after this whole thing happened. Mm. It was too. It was right after she found out about this whole thing, and she shouldn't have been on television. But she was like, "I love her." That's yeah, my, that's my that's mom. mom. Yeah, yeah. So being mad or whatever, you're not gonna fight. I'm like, mom, like, at, like at best, I would think you're so cold and numb from learning that. You're like, I can't. I need to go for a walk. Like, you don't even know how to. How do you process that? But that's fucked up, though, man. That's very fucked up. You stole me. You stole. You stole me. I was. I'm somebody's child. And what was fucked up when I was because I I actually did that. Um, uh. I actually uh, guested on uh, Let's Talk About True Crime with Esther Ludlow from Once Upon a Crime. That's her other podcast that she used to do. I'm not sure if she still does it, but we watched that documentary, mm-hmm. Once Upon a Crime, fantastic podcast. But in the document, w- when we were talking about it, we-, we said when Kamaya has kids, that's when she's going to stop loving that lady. Mm-hmm. When she goes, oh, I have, I've never felt a love and a connection like this yeah. ever. And somebody stole this from my mother who yeah. had me. That's when it's like, oh, all that mom, she's my mother and I love her. All that shit's going to go out the window. Yeah. So I hope she got the therapy and everything that she needed. But that's when it's going to really, there's going to be some kind of mental trigger when she's holding her baby and she goes, the woman Imagine who I call mom. somebody stealing that from you. Yes. The woman who I called mom and raised me took this from me. Somebody. Took this from somebody. Yeah. Took this feeling that I have from somebody else. So, but- Again, it's just so tragic that uh, Christopher and, and Shane's moms, they're holding out for this. That's the outcome they're hoping for, is yeah. that out there somewhere, their child, mm. who that's is crazy, 1989, like would be like 33 years old, yeah. is just living their life and don't know. That's the, that's the best that they can hope for, that someday they'll get a knock on the door and it'll be them. And they're like, I just found out that my fake, my parents were fake. Yeah. I don't know how likely that is, but, you know, prayers to them, man. Mm. Um, this story really touched me. I felt like it was just so crazy, and it, it leaned into some stuff that I like to talk about. I'm, all, I'm, I'm always into talking about um, who, who took Johnny Gosh. But, yeah, prayers to that family and, you know, prayers to some answers someday because I, I just can't imagine. Again, they don't know anything. Nobody, no suspects, no nothing. Anybody they interviewed was cleared. So, you know, prayers to the uh, Dan- the Dansby and the Walker family. Hope you get some answers. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Fran's going to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, welcome back. It's my turn to go. Last week and this week, I'm giving out history lessons, man. Oh, is that what you consider? Yeah. Is, that, is, that, is, that, <laughs> is that your new role on the podcast? Giving out, yeah, I'm giving out history wow, lessons, Wow, okay. Man. Giving out, I'm, that scares me. Yeah. <laughs> Get out history Where do you, you, As long as your history is like confirmed history and everything like that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay, cool. Okay, this cool. is uh, the story. My affirmative murder story this week is about the Akoi massacre. Koi? Akoi. Akoi. Yeah. Okay. This is in Florida. Florida. In Florida? Oh, boy. So, <laughs> why do you say that? Do you know that? I, don't, I, I could be wrong. I might have read this wrong. But there's like no mammals left in Florida. Mm, like all of the crocodiles and anacondas and, py- and pythons have eaten most, if not all, of like a deer. Uh, really? Yeah. There's so many alligators and fucking pythons oh, and yeah. shit. In I Florida. mean, they just walk across the street, right? Just they just live just in people's houses and in their pools. And 
Oh, they get so big. They eat people's dogs. Florida just should just secede. Just be your own thing, man, because y'all just already do your own thing down there. No bunny rabbits or any like they eat it all. They eat it all. They, they ate eat it. all of it. They ate all of it. That's crazy. So here we go. So Orange County, as well as the rest of Florida, had been politically dominated by Southern white Democrats mm. since the end of Reconstruction. But in the in the weeks um, leading up to the presidential election in 1920, African-Americans throughout the South were registering to vote in recording numbers. Now, reading this story, this has something to do with black people voting, mm-hmm. which caused the uproar against the the Ku Klux Klan, it's the white men, yeah. racist white men. And I feel like a story like this is plays a part into now when black people go, you know, why why vote? It? Oh, vote absolutely. Because, you, well, you're, and, and that's what we talked about last week yeah. where you go, Man, why don't black people really turn out to vote too much? Because they used to fucking throw Molotov cocktails at yes. voting booths and yeah. run people away from the voting booths. And also, you also have a, hist- a historical record of disenfranchisement when they come and, oh, I keep hot sauce in my bag and all that goofy shit. These politicians come and promise you the world and yeah. then they get your vote and they don't do any fucking thing for you. Right. Yep. And it's like, well, why? Well, well, we need you this time. Come on. Like, come vote. Yep. And then they get, they do nothing. Yeah, for you, they get your vote and they do nothing. Nothing. Black people, as a fact, got Joe Biden in the office. Atlanta, they needed, they needed out Atlanta, Detroit, all the cities in these states that mm-hmm. he barely won are the are the cities that came, are the predominantly black cities that came through. Yeah. And you know maybe they got us again. I don't know. Maybe they. Oh come on, hey come on, we need you. Come on out here and come vote now. Yeah. And so okay, cool, we did it. Hey, can you uh? You know, passing voting rights legislation or, you know. And he had Kamala Harris, so that also played a part, too. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Read so at the same So at the same time, the KKK was experiencing a revival and had established many new chapters since 1915. Three weeks before Election Day, the KKK warned the African-American community that not a single Negro would be permitted to vote. Mm. Judge John Moses Cheney, a Republican running for the United States Senate from Florida, has started a voter registration campaign to register African-Americans to vote in Florida Mm -hmm. because they have supported the Republican Party since the Reconstruction. Moses Norman and and July Perry, both prosperous African-American landowners in Okoy, led the local voter registration efforts in Orange County, paying the poll tax for those who couldn't afford it. In an effort to preserve white one-party rule, the Ku Klux Klan marched in full, in full authority. I mean, they was like, mm-hmm. Hood, oh, we got to get boots. Yes. Fully dressed. As an intimidation fully tactic. Fucking fully stupid, dressed, man. Stupid clothes. Fully dressed throughout the streets of Jacksonville, Daytona, and Orlando you know to how, intimidate you know how, opponents. You know how mad I would be? And it happened to so many people. It makes me, it makes me so upset. You know how mad I would be getting like jumped by a bunch of dudes and stupid blankets with stupid hoods on the top of their head? You the fact that y'all go, hey, man, let's... Let's pull it out. Yeah. It's crisp. It's all like starched. Yeah. <laughs> starch. Being dry cleaned and keeping it in plastic. Yeah. And it's just ready. Just throw it on. Let's go fuck some black people up. Yeah, that's crazy. So the organization threatened Judge Cheney prior to the election. Sam Salisbury was a police chief in Orlando, Florida. A native of New York, Salisbury served in the U.S. military and was known as Co- Colonel Sam Salisbury a white supremacist, and a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Mm -hmm. Crazy. 
No, so, it's not. So <laughs> that's very common. A lot of them were police officers and Yeah, but it's just like you hear I hate all the time, but I mean like it's 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 wild for them to have some type of authority in the in the nation. Oh and then <laughs> <laughs> and then be a, a like in a, the woods with a burning across a racist, but like wearing a dress. But I mean, like, oh, I'm racist. Oh, as fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you know what though, it's crazy. Like, I honestly, I prefer a minimal presence, like state by state, of the Ku Klux Klan than mm-hmm. what we have now, which is people figured out like, well, you can't just wear the robe in public. You don't want to be you disguised public, a little bit. You got disguised, yeah. It now. So now they have other. They have even deeper little things, uh, little symbols on their cars and little shirts they? that they wear. Oh, yeah, where it's like, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. You are in this camp with me. I look at this, the Confederate flag that way. That's like, that's base level. It's way, it's it's even more, where I'm talking about when we're talking about people being police officers yeah. and all that kind of stuff. That is where they have, where it's like, I can be a police officer and be a fucking straight up racist. Yeah. And work in all black neighborhoods. So I keep a... A picture of you know a bear eating a piece of corn yeah. on my on my jacket and yeah. so people see that and they know how I get piece down of, piece of corn. I mean it's it's definitely yeah, a lot yeah. more camouflage and skulls yeah. involved than a bear. That's actually adorable. I would love to wear that. A bear eating a piece of corn. That sounds so wholesome. But my point is, they figured out like well we got to take the hoods off yeah. and be a little bit more bro. covert about it. Yeah, yeah. So they're very covert about it, but it's still they still are in those positions of power, but they just wow. don't have the meetings with the hoods. Mm. Now they wear, they do the, a lot of them do the little fuck boy haircut, which I think is a dope haircut. Like David Beckham haircut. When I see dudes with that haircut, I immediately, it, 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 it spikes the hairs up. I'm like, what's this dude about? Well, like, Where they like fade, they fade it, they fade the sides and then they gel it, gel swoop it. Mm. Keep my eye on you. Yeah. Cause you could just be a meathead, but you could be on some <laughs> other shit. Too. You could be on some different shit too. Yeah. Some alt right shit. You might be a little alty. You might be a little alty. Might be a little alty. Hey man, I, I keep my my eyes. I don't give a fuck what you look like. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. I, Everybody. I respect you, that you, you don't discriminate. No. Nah, uh, yeah. Nah, man. Cause yeah. you just don't know. All inclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You stand behind me? Nah, man. I'ma stand sideways. Yeah. Cause I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're about, man. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't I don't trust. Just can't go around. Just everything's cool. Yeah. Everything's living my life. Super fine here. No. Next thing, yeah, next thing you know, shit just go completely wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. Even walking around. It might be just like you was, it might be somebody banging on the door. Yeah. You don't even know. I don't even know, man. It's a, it's a Negro in there yeah. floating in salt. From all the research I've done, black people can't float because they have an extra bone in their foot. That's the kind of ignorant shit that's happening in the world. So then they extra come in Extra bone in tra- foot? Yeah. You know oh, about yeah. That, well, know? I do have extra bone in my foot. What? I told you that. <laughs> I told you when I had the, when I had the, the plantar fascia uh, thing. They told you you have an extra, extra bone, bone in your foot? foot? Yeah. Oh, maybe that is true. I thought that was uh, <laughs> racist white people uh, stereotypes. That's how they know. say that's how we beat them. But I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead ass. Yeah. That's what they say. What? That's the only reason we beat them. That's why in we're racing? so athletic, because we have extra bones in our feet. Really? You're not talented. You just have some kind of genetic advantage. That's why. Mm. I don't know what Usain Bolt has in his feet, but I don't think an extra bone is what's <laughs> making him faster than yeah, fucking yeah. the average person. Yeah. He just de- dedicates <laughs> he's his fast, life. Man. Yeah, he's just fast, man. Extra train, bone. train hard. What is extra bone going to do? Stability, I don't know. Not right? Yeah, you really got to fish for it to really make sense. But they're in, they're in their in their hoods and yeah. their white robes watching the Olympics. Like these motherfuckers, all their extra bones. Yeah, that's why probably, the they white probably man. Got, they probably have a name for it though. Yeah, you know they do. Mm. Well, it's something. It's not like a clever. It's like nigger feet. That's what they call something racist <laughs> as shit, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's a nigger bone. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
crazy, man. Is that uncomfortable for? Huh? Is that to make it uncomfortable for the listeners? Hey, man, I don't give a fuck, man. It's a black podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're two black dudes, man. We're, we're having a, we're having saying, a satirical man. we're having a satirical conversation about racist people. If, but, that, I mean, if that makes you real. uncomfortable, real, that's what they say. Yeah. Go approach them about that because <laughs> they say it. <laughs> you get mad at us about our hypothetical situation of racist people watching the Olympics. Instead of being mad at the racist people yeah. being uh, calling the they probably, they probably say when you go to the doctors you don't even know oh do you, you know have, like, you have an end bone yeah oh you have a little end bone in there you go what end <laughs> bone oh end bone must be like nan flashes something yeah, yeah. no nigger <laughs> nigger bones um yeah so he was one of the leaders of the of the of the events leading up to Okoy massacre he was injured in an attack he led on um July Perry's home in Okoy. So African-Americans were met with resistance from the white community when they attempted to vote on Election Day. Poll workers challenged whether African-American voters were really registered. The voters had to prove that they were registered by appearing before the notary public. R.C. Um, Bigelow, who was regularly sent on efficient trips to, so that he was impossible to find. So some dude that was supposed to be there, mm-hmm. he's just always on trips and shit. Yeah, so and not by coincidence. They couldn't, they couldn't find him. Yeah. But what's crazy is they they have now, because they can't come out and outright in today's world have people dressed up in Ku Klux Klan garments and intimidate people, they have roadblocks like this in place. You're making it harder for people to be able to go out and vote. Mm, right. You know? Like, oh, you got to go see this guy, but he's never there. He's never there. He's so always sorry. on trips. But voting day's tomorrow. Well, he's out of town until uh, Wednesday, mm, so yeah. I, I guess you can't vote. Right. Should have gotten here months ago. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, however, African-Americans, including Mose Norman, persisted but were pushed and shoved away from the polls. Mm-hmm. So Norman contacted Judge John Cheney, who told him that told him that interference with voting was illegal and told him to write down the names of the African-Americans who were denied their constitutional rights, as well as the names of the whites who were violating them. Norman later returned to the polling place in O'Kee with a shotgun. Whether the shotgun was taken from Norman is not entirely clear, but whites at the polls drove off Norman using his own shotgun. I beat him up. He was there for good, right? Yeah, he was there for good. He was there for trying to protect... Himself and, right, and and the black yeah. people to vote, and, and they was, got him they, out of there. Oh yeah, they beat his ass. I'm, yeah. I'll assume and took traitor his gun, and took his gun. Yep. And was like, no, you get the fuck out of here. So the white community began to form a mob and paraded up and down the streets, growing more disorderly and unmanageable. The rest of the African Americans gave up on trying to vote and left the pollings. Mm-hmm. Fuck this. Yeah. So later during the evening, Sam Salisbury, the former chief of police of Orlando, was called to lead a lynch mob to find and punish Mose Norman. He later proudly bragged about his part in the events. So he went after this dude who who was, um, it was him and another guy who was who had land mm-hmm. or whatever. It was trying to help African Americans vote, and they and, formed a mob and to they go get a mob him to go get him. And was like, you know what you're doing, you fucking shit up. Now we're gonna try to get you. You're up trying out to here. help these, you know, yeah, some some colorful ones back oh, then. Oh yeah, yeah. Trying to help these mud monkeys. <laughs> Yeah. What the fuck? I couldn't imagine hearing that type of shit back then, bro. Just walking from school and shit, getting rocks thrown at you and and names. You got to have some real tough skin back in the day to deal with that shit. Super, super tough. My grandfather was telling me a story about how he, it was a part of, like, if if you went up a certain block of, like, Monument Street, like, Mm. in Baltimore, for people who who aren't familiar. Like, if you cross on to this street, you got to be better be ready to fight. 
And mm-hmm. all the black kids from his school used to all walk home together. Yeah. And anybody that fell off, it was like gazelles. Like yeah. if you fell off behind, trying to talk to a girl, get you some bubble gum or something like yeah. that, you fall from the pack, they throw rocks at you, jump mm-hmm. you, chase you into the alley and yeah. shit and fuck you up. And it's crazy, bro. It's I couldn't cr- imagine that shit, wild. man. Oh, it's crazy. Because now it's like, my, still my grandma goes, you know, any black people there? Just little shit like that. Yeah. They just say, and it was like, you know that. That's trauma. Bro. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's trauma. That's crazy. So um, the white mob, um, was on his way to Norman's house when someone informed them that their target had been seen at the home of um, July Perry. The mob, the mob by by then numbering about a hundred men, arrived at Perry's house demanding that Perry and Norman surrender. When they received no answer, they attempted to break down the front door. Mm. Perry, who had been warned about the mob, fired gunshots from inside the home in self defense. That's over. Oh yeah. How many people were defending the house is uncertain. The whites estimated that there were several armed African-Americans. Zora Neale Hurston wrote that Perry had defended his home alone. Sam Salisbury knocked um, knocked the back door open and was shot in the arm, mm. becoming the first white casualty. Once one of them gets shot, that's how it was in the last story. Yeah. Somebody, one of them, one of them men died. Yeah, it was like, oh, it. it's time to turn up. Two other whites, veterans, Elma McDaniels and Leo Bargard, were killed when also trying to enter through the back door. Mm. So those two people tried to get back, tried to get in. He, I'm guessing he might have, must have had another shotgun, I assume. Yeah. And, as soon and as blasted they kicked the door open. Oh, yeah. yeah. So their body was found hours later in the backyard. The white mob withdrew and put out a call for reinforcements mm. to, to whites in Orlando, um, Apoca, and Orange County, either calling them by phone or sending, them, sending for them by car. So during the two to three hour wait, so they was like, you know, we're going to wait. Oh, we're going to wait for the whole, wait. the whole mob. Yeah. So we get reinforcements mm-hmm. up in here. And you know, they didn't, they, you know, they didn't say like some white dude. She's like, man, it's a bunch of black people here shooting white people. Oh, yeah. That's what they, that's the oh, call yeah. they put in. Yep. Um, so while the two to three hour wait, while the whites were uh, recruiting other men, July Perry injured in the conflict, attempted to flee with help of his wife, um, his wife into a cane patch. He was found by the white mob at dawn and arrested. After Perry was treated at a hospital for his wounds, he was taken by a white mob from a vehicle while being transferred to a jail. Sure, I'm sure that shit was super easy or planned or whatever. Oh yeah, they didn't like get the drop on the police or whatever, the or the medical staff. Yeah, they were all in tandem together. Oh yes, they lynched him and left his body hanging from a telephone post beside the highway. Mm. Norman was never Norman was never found. Um, Much of the trouble was attributed to outsiders. From Winter Garden and Orlando. Mm. So while reinforcements, the white mob took the conflict to the rest of the African-American community in northern Okoy. The white paramilitary forces surrounded the the northern Okoy black military and laid siege to it. So they fucking, whatever the fuck they want to call their group or whatever, took Mm -hmm. it, boarded that shit around and was like, you got to starve or whatever. Yeah. But y'all not getting up out of here. Yeah. So they set fire to rows of African-American houses. Those inside were forced to flee, and many were shot by whites. At least 20 buildings were burned in total, including every African-American church, schoolhouse, large room in the vicinity. African-American residents fought back in in an evening-long gunfight lasting until as late as 4.45 a.m. Their firearms later found um, in the ruins after the the massacre ended. Eventually, black residents were driven into the nearby orange groves and swamps, forced to retreat until they were driven out of town. The fleeing sought refuge 
in the surrounding woods or in the neighbor the neighboring towns of Winter Gardens and Apoka, which had substantial populations of black people. So the siege of um, Okoye claimed numerous African-American victims. Maggie Genlack and her pregnant daughter died while hiding in her room. Their bodies were found partially burned underneath it. So while they was this hole, when it was burning down blocks or whatever, people was either hiding, really nowhere else to go. It's like... And just stayed in place. Just stayed in place. And it was like... Come out, you'll get shot. They're just going to chase you. Yeah. So you either just stay in there, you burn to death, or you you try to run and flee, and they catch you and shoot you. Or lynch you. Yeah, or lynch you. So they didn't have any choices to to survive, really. Um, And the other part that's interesting that you say, because it's facts, but like racism herded black people into specific communities. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get to that. Oh, okay. I, I'll, oh, get, okay. I'll, I'll get to that part. Okay, because that part, when you said, like, the neighboring place, there's a lot of black people. There's like, yeah, they probably are there because they left this place. Yep. So Roosevelt Barton, an African-American hiding in, Ju- in July Perry's barn, was shot after the mob set fire to the barn and forced him to flee. Haiti Smith was visiting her pregnant sister-in-law in Okoy when her sister-in-law's home was set on fire. Smith fled, but her sister-in-law's family was killed while they hid and waited for help, but that never came. So the African-American residents of Southern Okoy, while not direct victims of the massacre, were later threatened into leaving. Annie Hamilton, an African-American woman residing in Southern Okoy, suspected that the massacre was planned so that whites could seize the property of prosperous African-Americans for nothing. According to Hamilton, people in Southern Okoy were coerced by the threat of being shot and burned and burned out, they did not sell out and leave. So about 500 African-Americans in total were rapidly driven out of Okoy, resulting in the population being nearly all white. That fall, white residents had to work to harvest the citrus, the citrus crop because black laborers had fled the region. No African-American residents settled there again until 61 years later in 1981. Wow. That's and kind then, of what And you then those saying. people yeah. were furious that black people had the nerve to... To come they're back coming here, not they. Oh. oh, it's been sixty years, so they're yeah. not back. They're yeah. like, they're trying to come in and steal our mm. land that yeah. we stole. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so and they sold that land for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, and they had to go somewhere else with less prosperous lands, yep. more population, more people doing the same thing that they were doing in that town, and try to rebuild with a fraction of the money that they would have got if they would have sold their house without intimidation. Yeah, and yep. then they don't have the right to ever come back. Yep. So and then like now. No, this happened years and years ago, but now it's like I think African Americans make up eighteen percent of that population in Okoy, in Okoy, Florida now today. Mm-hmm. So July Perry's body was found riddled and riddled with bullets and swinging on the telephone post by the highway. According to the Chicago Defender, his body was left near a sign reading, "This is what we do to niggers that vote." Mm. Another source said he was hanged near the fun- near the home of the judge who supported the black voter voter franchise. Um, so that guy, um, Cheney, Judge Cheney, whatever, they were saying that he was In favor hung. Of, of black voters. Yeah, so he was hung near that guy's house. As a message. Yep. So a local photographer was selling photos of Perry's body for 25 cents each. Several stores placed that photo on an exhibition by their windows. No one was prosecuted for his murder. Perry's wife, Estelle Perry, and their daughter were wounded during the shooting um, at their home, but survived. The authorities sent them to Tampa for treatment in order to avoid further disturbance. Photographers took a picture of that guy hanging, lifeless, bullets oh, all in bro. his face. Oh yeah, man, that that's sold I mean, that picture and people was putting it in. And the they sold and it sold not, not just sold it. It sold like hotcakes. It sold like hotcakes, bro. 
That's the, I mean, obviously the lynching is the worst part, but yeah. the scariest part of those lot of lynching photos to me is how much fun people were having. Roasting hot dogs, oh, like partying and, and shit, and bragging dan- about dancing it. around. So I, whenever people tell me how much we've progressed as people, I always tell them, her mentality is 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 one major event from kicking in on all of us, and so I never put anything past anybody. Mm. I never want to shit on people, but last year there was a because a lot of stuff was beautiful last year. But last year there was a lot of shit happening and the world was cut off. Yeah. It was down. And so we saw a lot of pandemic activism. Mm-hmm. And the same shit is still happening, but it's those those people who just didn't have anything to do. Yeah. Watched all the shows on Netflix. Yeah. Job is closed. Can't go to the gym. Yeah. It's dwindled. Those 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 uh Protests have have significantly dwindled because mm-hmm. the world is open back up. Yeah, so people just will. People are sheep. They'll do whatever the whatever the masses are doing. Yep. They'll join along with. Yep. Especially when it's nothing else to do. Yeah. So a town like this, everybody's racist. When you see somebody not being racist, they get shot and hung. I guess we're going to the lynching party tonight, man. We go yeah. eat some popcorn, make some, bring some ambrosia salad, and you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Turn up. That's, party. that's the party this weekend. Yeah. You know, it's like just a t- party it's like, under it. It's like a that's tail. It's like a tailgate. That is insane. Yeah, I understand. We came a long way. All that shit. People melting pot. Cool. That shit is not far away from happening, bro. It's not that. It's not that crazy to think mm-hmm. that a bunch of people could team up and go. Oh, that's the enemy now. We see it. We, and we see it. That's the enemy now. Those are the bad people. Well, fuck them. Everybody. We don't yeah. like them. Mm-hmm. That's like. It's just ingrained in us to to section ourselves off and and be tribal and pick a team and then go against the other team. Yeah. And everybody wants to be the team that's winning. Yeah. So that's what that is. Yep. So Walter White of the NAACP arrived in Orange County a few days after the riot to investigate events. He was traveling undercover as a white northerner interested in buying Orange Grove property in the county. He found that the whites there were still giddy with victory. A local real estate agent and taxi cab driver told him that about 56 African-Americans were killed in the massacre. So imagine just coming into town and people just like, you hear the news? <laughs> we killed about 56 niggers. Yeah. And you a go, nigger lover. What? And oh, yeah. man. Oh, still, man. Still shaking from all the adrenaline. I can still like, smell it. Like it was a Super Bowl party or something. Right. You know, it, it, That's so yeah. gross. Yeah. Um, so White's, so, uh, White's NAACP uh, report recorded around 30 dead. A, a Methodist pastor, Reverend J.A. Long, and a Baptist minister, Reverend H.K. H. Hill, both from Orlando, reported that they had heard 35 African-American deaths in Okoye as a result of the fires and shootings. Charles Cowell, in 1970, described 12 dead. A University of Florida student who interviewed local residents for a history term paper claimed that in 1949, about 30 to 35 murdered in the most common um, estimate of the old-timers. The exact number could never be determined. White also learned that many black residents thought the massacre was due to the whites, to the white communities jealous of prosperous African-Americans such as Norman and Perry. Mm. So no one um, was ever really responsible for any of the deadly violence. Agents of the Barrel of Investigation, which was later named FBI, showed up a few weeks later, but they made it clear that they weren't investigating the murder, arson, or assault. Yeah. They were interested in only in election fraud. 
the leader of the mob, later became mayor of Okoy. Supporters urged that the, the House Election Committee of Congress to investigate the riot and voter suppression in Florida with a view to suing under the 14th Amendment, but it failed to act. Yeah. Well, when everybody's involved, nobody's involved. Yeah. Who's going to be the guy? They're not. Who's yeah. going to be the guy that they say did it? We all did it. And we're all sticking together. Yeah. So on November 2nd, so this is uh, just um, the remembrance. So on November 2nd of 2020, 100 years after the massacre, oh, man, I don't, I don't Florida, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis proclaimed the Okoy Massacre Remembrance Day. Eh, whatever. You don't like that? No. No? I don't. You don't think that's progressive at all? Well, Ron DeSantis is a, a cornball, so he? I don't give a shit about this doesn't mean anything. So uh, whatever. Yeah, be all awesome, that, man. man. Congratulations. They did it. Yeah, great. But that was um, my history lesson for this week of the Okoy Massacre. <sighs> I mean, these Sorry. stories, I've never heard of this. I've never heard of the one. Where would they week. teach you that? It's like. School? Why would they teach you this in crazy, school? man. That would be crazy. How would these stories school? not getting out? And I know the motherfuckers. I'm talking about teenagers now. I know they not even have no idea. <sighs> I mean, these kids don't know now that. it's just like. I would love to go to a school to see what the hell they teach you now. Cause I, I Oh, parodies just of the same p- shit. P- parodies of math lessons to uh, Doja Cat songs. I just take a one, yeah. Put it with the one. Yeah. Now I got a two. Yeah. But then in the two. You have to try to find a way to make them like it with what's happening with the times. We didn't learn about this type of stuff in school. These kids today definitely aren't learning about this type of stuff in school. But what I will no, say what, is what, what are they learning these days? Uh these kids are learning a lot more from TikTok. Social media? Oh yeah. yeah. These kids are learning yeah, yeah. about conspiracy theories and history lessons from people being able to disseminate it and, and compact it into a 30 second clip. Yeah. And that's how kids work brains work these days. Yeah. But the other part that's annoying about that is you just these kids are they're 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 fishing too hard. They're, everybody wants to be like, did you know about this super messed up thing? Did you know where the uh Lando Lakes butter lady came from? And then it's like a whole thing and it you know, it's like we already knew that. Yeah, you just learned about it, so that doesn't make it like a new thing, and it doesn't have to become like the news story of the week because a, a seventeen year old learned about some racist but, shit. But it's what about the people that don't know though? That's true, actually. Yeah, no, that's, that's you just turned me around on it. Yeah, I guess yeah. you got to keep it. Got to keep learning lessons. Yeah, if they just if he just it annoys learned, me because I'm like I know that you know that already. But that's true. There's other people that go, oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, yeah, that's fair. I take back what I said then. Yeah, yeah. I just I'll, when I see that I'm like, you people didn't know this. Like the new thing is, and and this is way off topic, but no, I'm saying what I'm about to say. Um, In the Spider-Man 2, I mean the new Spider-Man trailer, Mm -hmm. which is fucking, looks fucking dope as fuck. Yeah. People are saying, wait a minute, Marissa Tomei was in My Cousin Vinny? And it's like, yeah, that's who Marissa, what are we talking about? Like when I've, whenever I see people learning things that I already knew, it like annoys me. I should work on that. Yeah, you can't fault people for that, man. Yeah, that's true. But it just is, we all have our flaws. (laughs) (laughs) And my flaw is I hate when people are flawed. And it's like, you didn't know that? Why don't you fucking read? Why don't you read a book? It's fucked up. Why don't man. you watch a fucking movie for once, you idiot? Not nice. And then I I, I wrangle myself. Yeah, man. man. But yeah, no. People just not into cinema like you, man. That's it's okay. Not cinema. It's not cinema. It's my cousin Vinny. It's my cousin Vinny. It's Marissa Tomei. <laughs> but I don't even know who that is. It's a whole. It's a whole joke on Seinfeld, bro. It's a whole joke. On Have you watched Seinfeld? Yeah, I love it's Seinfeld. It's a whole joke. George starts. He like. He almost dates Marissa Tomei. I haven't seen that episode. Episodes of the show. Why don't you watch anything? Why don't you? Why don't, why don't you? <laughs> That's watch one of anything? the most popular episodes of Seinfeld. Uh, the whole, th- the whole thing is that he's like Marissa Tomei is like his dream girl. It's like a through line of the show. The way that they have like jokes that keep going, 
the Marissa Tomei thing is like a, a through line for uh, several episodes. Is it? Yeah, it's like his when he has his imaginary. He's like, I'm in. Uh, what does he say? I'm in uh, importing and exporting. It's yeah. that, and then he, he Marissa Tomei is his dream girl and all this shit, man. Yeah. Whatever, man. People don't know who Marissa Tomei is. Yeah, I, I, don't, guess I, I, I guess I, I, I guess I guess I didn't know asshole. that was like the the running joke on Seinfeld. Yeah, I guess I'm the asshole. Snow suit for you. That's yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's what I know. It's not Nux, man. Give me Nux on that. That was good. That was a good. That was a good yeah, reference. Nice job, man. That was good. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's go. That's a little bit, man. No, that was good, man. That was a good super Nazi. That was a good super Nazi. He did the voice. That was good, man. Uh, let's go ahead and get into these good vibes. Welcome back to our good vibe segment. I don't. Uh, it was hard finding a good vibe sure. story this week. Sure. Um, I guess this one is a good vibe. Let's see. It's up in the earth, so I guess it is. That's always good. So maybe also one of our listeners maybe can help me out because this sounds cool. But listen, Manchester City are the reigning champions of the English Premier League, and now they're champion championing the cause of landfill waste by offering edible coffee and teacups. At their fifty-five thousand seater stadium. Wow, man, you. I wonder if somebody can get can get the hookup on these. On the cups. On the cups. These coffee, edible coffee cups. <laughs> That's a big ass. <laughs> I still haven't gotten a Trader Joe's. Somebody that you're telling me somebody that listens to this podcast has never worked at Trader Joe's and has a so men's large t-shirt? shirt. Nah, I've been looking on fucking uh, eBay to buy some shirt off somebody who just who will sell it to me. You're telling me all the listeners that we have, all the praising that I do to Trader Joe's, and I can't get an employee hoodie? That just seems like a crime to me. You're trying to get some fucking edible cups? Yeah, man. That's good. We'll see. Let's see. Let's see who has the most pull. I, I so. challenge the listeners. Who can get edible cups or a Trader I Joe's employee shirt? Than, uh, then a, a shirt from a, a shirt. job? You have to work there to get it? What do you? Yeah, people work there. But they probably don't want to give it to you. Why? Because I'm black. Because oh, okay. Because I it's see. hard. Okay, I got <laughs> because it. Because it's hard to get. I see. So why would they give it to you? I only got one. Whatever, man. Finish your story. <laughs> I'm now getting hot because it makes me furious. So after suffering a, a reversal um, at the hands of London's um, Tottenham Hotspur FC on the opening weekend. Seven days later, first of all, it's Tottenham, man. These oh, Tottenham. are these are, these oh, are very important clubs, and we don't want football, I don't watch football. Fo- I don't watch football. Football hooligans are dangerous. I don't watch football. So we want to make sure we get Manchester U and Tottenham FC. I, don't watch, I know two soccer players, and that is it. Um, I respect it. Yeah. So seven days later, they played their first home match of the season, drumming Norwich City five and zero while producing zero pounds of disposable hot drink cups. Mm. A plague. In a tea and coffee loving country where a staggering 2.5 billion disposable cups are used mm. every year. Damn. So these cups is made by a Scottish startup called BioBite and is essentially a 100 calorie vegan biscuit in the shape of a cup made with wafer in much the same way as an ice cream cone. Mm. The cup will stay leak proof for 12 hours and even more amazingly crunchy for a full 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Which for... Which for the American readers is exactly and always one half of the duration of a football match. Wow. I need to I want one of these. Somebody yeah. somebody gotta have the hook up on some of these. Get, I you, want get you a caramel macchiato in that? Yes. You just eat it? You chase it with an ice cream cone, basically? 
That's crazy. That sounds delicious, man. And great for the environment. <laughs> yes. Which it, it might be too late because everywhere in the United States and probably around the world is on fucking fire. Yeah. It's fucking hot as shit everywhere. But, you know, you do what you can to try to stave it off, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So that's great. So I'm more so as a person who likes snacks. I think that's cool. I don't know. If, I think it might be too late to save the planet. So, But, no, uh, no, that's that's great, that's not though. a good idea, though. That's still that's an awesome yeah, idea. Yeah, it's yeah. going to make them a lot of money, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anybody can get the hookup on a BioBite. Just a, a pack of BioBite cups. Oh, please send that to me. Please. I Hit swear, me up. I swear on everything. Everything I do for this podcast, if he gets these cups before I we get a shirt. You share it's not about it. It's more of the principle. Because this sounds more of like a task than to just give me an old work shirt. Nobody has one, man. 55% of the country is changing jobs. I read a statistic in a study about it this week. 55% of the job market are thinking about changing career paths. So that means there are going to be a bunch of people who don't need their Trader Joe's merchandise. I know the people who work at Trader Joe's. I don't. But okay, statistically, then. somebody has to. But somebody who works there probably loves Trader Joe's just as much as you do and was like, I'm not giving my shirt away. I'm not. Crazy. What are you going to frame it? What are you going to do with it? Wear it. They're going to wear it. Outside of work? Nobody who you works gonna, at McDonald's is going to wear their McDonald's shirt out. But you're going to wear it. Ironically, wearing a Trader Joe's staff uh, hoodie, I think that that's really cool and I want to do that. So you don't have a hoodie. You don't have nothing. No, no they don't have merch. They don't have merch. Why don't you email them or something, man? Maybe they can send you one. Maybe it's that easy. Well, once you go there and like, do you guys have an extra shirt? Have you done that? It's probably as simple as that. It's an ego thing, man. I just feel like they should reach out to me. I've praised them so have, much. When last time you been there? I don't know, two weeks. Really? Yeah, it's been a while. That's Damn. a that's a while for me. That's how hard I'm dedicated to them. Putting up st stories on the Instagram of me eating cookie butter and talking about their peanut butter pretzels I and how know, good man. their produce section is. All I do is pro praise Trader Joe's, and I can't get a work shirt. It is I'm not asking for gift cards. I do got delicious food. It's just too far. It is it's too far for it to be. I think it's the most like economically affordable grocery store, and there's only at least in Maryland, there's like four here, and they're not anywhere near neighborhoods that could use affordable groceries. They should. That's should not. A, like, that's not an be. indictment. I mean, it is a bit of an indictment, but I'm not trying to indict Trader Joe's. But I'm just saying the the only Trader Joe's near me and you. Is out of the way yeah. and very much like in a very nice neighborhood. They should have put one way closer than that. That's crazy. It's too far. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nice drive though. Yeah, it's a nice. Drive. That's why. That's my whole. It's a whole experience for me. Yeah. Then I, I get some. I get my. I put. I have them put my snacks that I'm gonna eat in the car in the bag. What do you mean? I just have like some like some fruit or something oh, okay. like that where I have or like some little gums. Mm -hmm. I have them put that in another. What do you mean bag. you have them put them? What do you mean? Well, I just like I'll put them at the end of the um, oh, okay, at the you. end of the beeps. Oh, I don't know what the, yeah. at the, the end beeps. of the conveyor belt. <laughs> beeps, beeps, beeps. I put them at go. the end of yeah. At the end, I have them put that at the end of the beeps. Yeah. So that you know, it's like gum, these wafer sticks, and these um, dried dried mangoes. Mm -hmm. And if I'm in the car because it's a nice little drive, I'll just drive, eat some dried mangoes, chew some gum, whatever. Yeah. And that's my. When you go, can you give me some Reese's the Reese's joints, please? Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. And you gotta get because I'm I'm not driving up. <laughs> it's just too far. The food is delicious. They got great uh, microwavable food. Great service. Yes, it's people are nice, but yeah. it's just, I'm not driving all the way up there. I respect that, man. Shout so out when to you show. go, let me know and I'll get you. I get the, I get you on the uh, Trader just, Joe's brand Reese's. Delicious, very delicious. And yet we just did all this praising, right? We don't get any marketing, advertising dollars from Trader it's Joe's. Crazy. All I'm asking for is a shirt that somebody wore. Give my man lifetime. Uh, that's I'm not even asking for anything like that. I don't. I just want a hoodie. But they can afford that though. If they can afford that, just give me a new hoodie then. 
Shit. I'm asking for somebody's old hoodie that they gotta, don't want we, anymore. Tag them. You got to start tagging them. Let's start tagging Trader Joe's, man. Never respond, bro. I can't even get Pete Wentz to respond to me. This whole thing's making me <laughs> depressed. Nobody listens to me. Anyway, my good vibe story this week is about Polish uh, Polish Olympian who who tried to auction off her silver medal for an infant's heart surgery, but was surprised at the results. So Polish javelin thrower Maria, oh, Maria Andrzejczyk took the silver medal at the Tokyo Olympics. And while she might have come in second at the games, what she did next was pure gold. <laughs> oh, that's good. Less than was two it? weeks. Huh? Was it? Uh, you know, it was good. Less than two weeks after ascending the win- the winner's podium, Andrzejczyk took an extraordinary leap of generosity, auctioning off her medal to raise funds for, oh, Jesus, for Milotsek Milis, an eight-month-old Polish baby who was in critical need of a heart surgery. The athlete had never met Milotsek or his family. She learned of his struggles through social media. But 25-year-old, oh, they just like they're trying to fucking trip me up. 25-year-old Andrzejczyk, a cancer survivor herself, knew just how important obtaining timely medical intervention could be. Uh, Milotsek has a serious heart defect. He needs an operation, Andrzejczyk posted on her Facebook page. He also has support from a, from above from Kubus, a boy who did not make it on time. Oh, Jesus. But wonderful people decided to donate his funds to Milotsek. So another kid who was in need of a heart surgery mm-hmm. unfortunately passed away. Oh, man. But then that family donated that to this young boy, Milotsek. No, the money. Oh. Because they okay. were saving money up to get their oh, son a heart. He died. You. And then they gave that money to this young man. Wow. So that's, all, I mean, that's amazing. Uh, and this is how I want to help, too. It is for him that I am auctioning off my Olympic silver medal, which is like, wow. I mean, I've seen con- people win the first medal for their country and just burst into tears. It's such a powerful thing. And she's like, I need to save this kid. All told, it was estimated that cost for the medical expenses plus travel from Poland to California, Stanford University, where the operation would be performed, would total 1.5 million Polish zyotis, mm. which is what they How call it. that? And that's still $385,000. The medical system is an atrocity. That is absolutely tragic. That if you don't have almost half a million dollars, you just have to die. It's crazy. I mean, that's wild. With half of the sum already raised through online contributions, Andrzejczyk hoped that her medal would bring in the rest. The winning bid not only met, but exceeded the original fundraising goals. And she posted, we have a winner. On Friday, I received this wonderful information, and due to the fact that the that you dears have already done wonders and joint forces have paid more than the equivalent of the initial medal to the Myotic account, I decided to end the auction so that our Myotic will receive the whole amount as soon as possible and can fly to the USA. Sorry as she might have been to see her medal go, Andrejic was thrilled to know that the profits from the sale were earmarked for a worthy cause. But it seemed the winning bidders, Polish convenience store chain Zabka, had some pretty big-hearted plans for the, of their own. In honor of her winning ways, both on the Olympic field and off, the company gifted Andrzejczyk back her medal. They, said, they put out a statement saying, We were moved by the beautiful and extremely noble gesture of our Olympian. We decided to support Zabka. We, we decided to support the benefit, Zabka posted on Facebook. We also decided that the silver medal from Tokyo will stay with Miss Maria who showed what it means to be a true champion. 
While silver has always been considered a precious metal, in this case, its value in helping save the life of a child was priceless. Mm. And that's a win. He's waiting for that <laughs> and, one, huh? <laughs> and, and that's a win. Yeah, way oh, too oh, giddy, oh, giddy oh. over that one. Oh, and that's a win of Olympic proportions for everyone. So uh, shout nice. out to <laughs> shout out to Maria, uh, shout out to the Tokyo Olympics, and shout out to that young man who is going to get a heart. That's beautiful. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, uh, feel good story all around. And I just want to trade a Joe's hoodie, man. That's all yes. I'm asking. Uh, again, you guys give me a bio, the biobite cups. Yeah, biobite cups from Clutch. Yeah, Fran loves coffee, but he would yes. love it even more if he could eat the cup after oh, he was my finished. Goodness. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, can I ask you a question? Oh, about coffee though. Yeah, sure. What's what's the difference between iced coffee and cold brew? Oh, cold brew coffee is the way that it's, it's the way that it's pressed. It's smoother. It's the way it it's uh I think and it takes longer to make, right? Also, or something like that. Yeah, I mean cold brew coffee. Yeah, I mean you you have to like you have to press it. Mm-hmm. So it it but I actually prefer cold brew coffee. Really? Well, I prefer. Oh, here's the difference. I prefer sugary iced coffee. Absolutely. But cold brew coffee is just black coffee. Yeah. Some of them are flavored. Right. But there's no cal- There's like minimal calories. And it's just smooth. The thing I don't like about coffee is that it's bitter. Mm. But the process that they go through to press cold brew coffee makes it smooth and very easy to drink. So if we're talking about just drinking coffee, mm-hmm. I definitely prefer cold brew coffee. But if we're talking about like Frappuccinos and all that, Dunkarito, whatever the dunk, whatever Dunkin' Donuts has, yeah. I prefer those, obviously. But just if you had like a cup of black coffee and a, 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 a black cold brew, mm-hmm. I'll take the cold brew. Because it's just smooth. It's easy to drink. Mm. I've been trying to find... I want to try. I haven't tried cold brew yet, so yeah. I'm, I've been trying to find the Trader Joe's has a good brand of cold brew. Do they? Mm-hmm. Mm. Look at that. More, go. more, more pub. You can go get it when you get it from when you go. Maybe without, I won't. Maybe I'll take a break from Trader Joe's until I get my fucking hoodie, man. Maybe yeah. I'm feeling that kind no, of way. You will. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't have that kind of willpower. <laughs> but uh, before we get into the shouts, I just want to say, shout out, friend. You, bro- I mean, I'm sorry. Before we get into <laughs> the recommendations, because I do have a couple. Okay. Um, if anybody felt uncomfortable about how much we used the N word in our in our uh, story this week, hey, man. Oh, well, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Like, those were things that were happening. Yeah. Don't be mad at me. They said it. Yeah. <laughs> so true. it is what it is, man. I don't know. Yeah. If, maybe if you're uncomfortable, you need to be a little bit uncomfortable so you can understand what it might have been like to hear that type of shit on a day-to-day basis. Yep. I'm probably still hearing it today a lot of, in a oh, lot of cases. yes. Fran, you had an experience. We won't get into oh, it. Oh, yeah. But uh, uh, recommendations. Um, I'm currently watching Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu. It's really interesting so far. I don't know if there's a mystery aspect to it. It just says drama in the description, but it's ominous. There's something going on with Nicole Kidman, and I don't know what it is. I think that there's some body switching or something. I don't know. I'm only on episode two, but something feels weird. Are you rotating? How how, how does this work? What do you mean? Are you rotating shows or? Uh, it depends. I mean, some shows are easy to watch. I can just knock them out. Other shows I do one a week. Okay. But there's seven days in a week. You know? <laughs> Get that little two-hour block at like eight o'clock. You can do like two in a row. Yeah. What? But what's the latest you watch TV show? The latest I watch TV. Yeah. I only get like five hours of sleep a night, bro. So I'm up till one o'clock most nights, work or not. Okay. And so, but I mean, like, like for me, a lot, like a lot for I me, guess. the new I, Walking Dead. Just watched the premiere. That's still on. Yeah, man. That's insane. <laughs> I stopped watching that shit years ago. It's good. It got Is good it? again. It got good again. But know, what's your man. question? Um, what was I about to say? You were saying? Oh, uh, like. Cause I go to sleep. I try to sleep around like eleven thirty now. Sure. Cause I try to get up early. Like I told you, I'm trying mm-hmm. to get up early. Around the time like ten thirty and like eleven, mm-hmm. I don't watch anything where I have to pay attention. But why? 
Cause I I'm not I, I can't you're, focus. You're trying to go to sleep. Cause I'm just chilling. So I put on something I've seen a million times, and I can just I just fall like asleep. what? But I mean, what like, do you watch? Like my wife and kids, I throw on Always okay. Sunny Philadelphia. I put that on. Okay, yeah, those are great. Those are both great. But you but, saw them already, and you don't. You so you're saying in that ten thirty to eleven thirty block, you don't have the capacity to learn a new thing, no, watch a new to show. Pay attention. So are you watching something you've never seen before you go to bed? Is what I'm asking. Before I go to bed, no. Okay. But at ten thirty. That's me. I uh, that's that ten thirty to eleven thirty for me is like one more. Well, you can bang out one more. Where I can watch, even if I haven't watched anything, I can go. Let me start this, because I'm not I'm not winding down until eleven thirty. From eleven thirty to twelve thirty, if I'm still awake in that block, that's when I'm winding down. But ten thirty to eleven thirty, I'm still awake. Like I can still like. Let me go ahead. Uh, uh, Let me check out this new. Uh, what's that? Uh, what's that movie? Everybody or the show? Everybody's watching that got canceled on Netflix. You don't. How the fuck would I know? Uh, the one about the plane that felt it's like time travel through whatever, bro. I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I can't. They the, got the canceled. Ledger, the ledger they got canceled. Got canceled. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was stupid. But anywho, I, I never I watched, watched it. I watched I'm just the saying, of it. For example, I might go. Everybody keeps talking about this show. The the fucking I don't know the the, the ledger. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. What do you watch? Let me go and start that. In the room. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's different. I'm laying down. Yeah, no, you can't start that's a new show different. laying down. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, fall asleep. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem, bro. Yeah. You got to have you a dedicated TV watching space. Yeah, where you sit up and are engaged, or you don't. I've given up on you long ago, bro. I'm done giving you recommendations. These recommendations are for the people. Because listening. I'm laying down, man. I'm not sitting up. <laughs> I'm not sitting up watching TV. Hey, man, you are who you are, man. You 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 can't take in new stuff until it's old. Yeah, man. You, if I'm you, all late. One day you're gonna come in here. You're gonna be like, man. You know, I just start. You ever heard of Game of Thrones? Yeah. And that's when I will leave this podcast. <laughs> the day that that happens, we're like, you know, I watched like two episodes. That shit was good, man. It was good. Man. I liked it. Yeah, I get it now. It's like 2034. Yeah, I watched. I watched uh, Breaking Bad late. It was great. Show. I love that a, show. It's a, one of the best shows of yeah. all time. I was late, but it's all good. Though. It's all good, man. I always want to watch shows when it's out when everybody's watching, but I just can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't keep up. I just can't keep up. I respect it, man. But what I will say is, before we get out of here, like I said, I've been watching Nine Perfect Strangers, and what I'll say to you because you did watch The Walking Dead. Yeah. It got good again. Now, and what's the not new perfect season, about? Oh, it's like all of these rich people go to a resort or a spa, mm-hmm. a therapy spa, and then it's weird shit going on. I don't know. How many episodes are you in? Two. I'm are on episode watching, three. Are you watching it tonight? Let me I'm catch up. Me. Let me catch up. I watched the night. I watched the night. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm promise. not going into packs I promise. with you. Okay. Let me catch up. I will, I will not watch... I will give you the weekend. Okay, cool. Because if people don't know, we're recording this on a Friday, so we're yeah. actually pretty uh, far off from the day we released. I'll give you the weekend. Monday, I'm going to text you. <laughs> Bro, did you start the show? If you say I tonight. didn't yet, I'm proceeding and watching the show. <laughs> I will give you. I know you're not going to watch it. I am. Watch the night. No, you're not. My, nine Perfect Strangers. Nine Perfect Strangers. I'm going to watch on, the night. On I'm on starting tonight. It's on Hulu. I'm, I'm starting when I get home and I eat. Okay. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'm not even going to text you tonight to see. I'll text you Monday, or you can text me and go, bro. I watched it; it was good. Either one of those things will happen. Monday, I will be watching the show again, (laughs) and I will be going forward and not. I'm leaving you behind. Wait, how many? How many episodes is? I don't know, like nine. Is it one season? Probably, probably a one off. That's what that's what throws me off. But those are the best shows sometimes. Yeah, but it's like. I, but if I like I go, now it's over. What the fuck am I supposed to do? But if it's done right, it being over, all your questions are done. You don't have any more questions. You might just want to see more of the characters, but you'll have no more questions. If a show that's only one season is done right, you go, at the end, you go, damn, it sucked that it's over, but I, it, that was amazing. All right. Like the first, ep, the first season of True Detective is amazing. I had no questions, but I, it sucked that I didn't get to see those characters anymore. Mm. 
Anyway, I will, give you, I will give you the weekend. We'll start the night. And anybody who else, else who wants to watch <laughs> Nine Perfect Strangers along with me and Fran, most likely just me, just go ahead and start it. And we'll maybe maybe if Fran watches it, we can talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. So we, we could do recaps. Yeah. But uh, I've been Alvin Williams. Joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park